Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream it live on YouTube on this wonderful Wednesday. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! You see it. You know what day it is. It's Wednesday. That means it's a Koye Wednesdays. We got our brother in the green room waiting to come through. We're going to be evaluating this Cowboys defense, not just from week nine, but a couple concerning trends to get into. But before all of that, the Cowboys did make a personnel move. Yes, I know it's a little later than than the trade deadline, uh, but we will be discussing the most recent the most recent signing in the roundup. Then we'll wrap to our guy. Okoye. Um, what's good with your bomb squad? Bomb squad! Hey, Okoye, in the background, it got mad loud, so I just want to let you know that on, on, back there. So maybe we turn it down just a little bit and we'll be good to go. So we got it right there. He waiting. He chilling. We're going to get it going here, and we're going to talk about this Cowboys defense, which, again, man, some days looks amazing. Days like that, not so much. So... We'll discuss all of that. Um, so let's get into it. We obviously run a little bit behind. Apologies. Plus, I got some, some some okay news, some pretty decent news that I can't discuss with y'all just yet in regards to uh, the things we'll be doing game day-wise. So I'll probably be letting y'all know more about that tomorrow or Friday. So stick around for that, Cowboys Nation. Round up. A little bit of news. Let's get into it. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys went ahead and signed former Raider, former Steeler, former a bunch of different teams after that. Wide receiver Martavis Bryant to the practice squad. Yes, 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 it is. We talked briefly about this yesterday. We'll go into a little more detail since he is a Cowboy now. I, I let you guys know from a fan perspective, I loved his game uh, when he was at his quote-unquote peak around like the 2014-15 area. That's, that's a long time ago, ain't it? But I loved his game then. That was about eight years ago. He's last played in the league 2018. He's been suspended since then, uh, but got reinstated recently. And he uh, met with the Cowboys, and they didn't want to let him out the building. So they were impressed with his workout and they went ahead and signed a six foot four wide receiver big strong fast kid we talked about that uh mean, not a kid he's grown as man now 31 years old hasn't been in the league since 18 but since then he has been around football 2021 he played for the toronto argonauts or he was signed but he got suspended for failing to report to camp 
he didn't play for them. 21 later on, he played for the Massachusetts Pirates in the Indoor Football League and then the Edmonton Elks in the CFL in 2022, but he was released before training camp. Then he played in the fan control football earlier this year. And then finally, the Vegas Vipers in the spring in XFL, where he had 154 yards and 14 receptions. So, you know, shouts out to him for keeping his dream alive, continuing to play football from a personal standpoint. Uh, I know a lot of I know a lot of people, especially back home, who, you know, this is in their blood. You know, they're, they're going to play until they can't play anymore, whether it be uh, indoor leagues, arena leagues, uh, semi-pro, whatever. They, they continue to play. And the difference here, though, is Bryant played in the league. So he knows he has the talent to get there. It was always between the ears. And um, there's a saying we talk about, man, maybe that pine would change your mind. Maybe that pine would change your mind. Maybe him being out the league will unlock something from a from a mental standpoint for Martavis Bryant uh, and, and once he gets back here. So here's what's going to happen. He's on the practice squad. He'll likely get acclimated for a few weeks. If he's called up, I, I, I'm really interested to see who that is for. Because I'm going to be honest with you. We talked about this yesterday. You got CeeDee Lamb. You got Brandon Cooks. You got Turpin. You got Tober. And you got uh, Ferguson. That's plenty. I don't know what else. He, I don't know what else more you need from a guy that ain't played in, in, five, in five years. I, I'm just a little bit everything but Gallup. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. There's a Koye in the background. <laughs> oh, but you do. You got those five guys. <laughs> oh yeah, I care. <laughs> but for real, in my Lions squad, you got you got the weapons necessary out there. However, somebody gets hurt, you know, sure. But Scott, can you play special teams? I don't know. He didn't play special teams in the league. He played returner. I, I didn't see a single registered snap as a kickoff guy, as a, a gunner, as a punt protector, as none of that. So maybe the pine will change his mind. Maybe he'll decide, hey, you know, I'm thankful to be in the league. I'll, I'll do whatever I can do to get out there. And if that means I got to be a punt returner or a, a gunner or punt protector, whatever. Maybe that, that'll be. This signing doesn't necessarily surprise me. This is kind of right up Jerry's alley. He, he likes to do reclamation projects. And his latest one prior to this was in 2020 with Alden Smith. Uh, remember, he was out the league for a couple years. Um, he, you know, he had a lot going on, you know, probably worse than Martavis. And they brought him in, you know, and he had kind of an up and down year before they let him go. Uh, but this was Jerry Jones yesterday on Martavis before, actually on the wide receiver room. Before he was signed, he said, quote, I really like where we are at this stage in the season with the potential we've got of expanding the success of our receiving core. So I think when he says expanding, he's talking about adding to it with Martavis. And he said, we've got ways to move the football in my mind as to our talent level in my mind. I mean, Jerry, you coach or something. But anyway, we've got ways to move the football in my mind as to our talent level. And now we've added Martavis. Bryant Cowboys Nation. So there you have it. I, I said this on Twitter. Um, and I said this to y'all. A big fan eight years ago. That was I really liked his game. I don't expect this to amount to much of anything. But he is here. And if he is given an opportunity, I'm gonna be rooting my ass off for him from a fan standpoint, because I was a huge fan of him and, and in how he played with the Steelers, right? From a realistic analytic or you know, being objective side of this whole thing. I don't expect this to amount to anything. I don't. 
Um, I love to come in here and be wrong if his number is called and he and he gets four touchdown game or four touchdowns in the season or whatever. But I think the T.Y. Hilton sign, because people were comparing this to T.Y., I think that's different. T.Y. actually played. You know, T.Y. actually you know, was a veteran. Um, I thought, you know, he complimented that room at the time because you didn't have weapons outside of C.D. Lamb. You've got plenty of guys to use. You just got to use them at a consistent basis and get them involved. But from a human side, a fan side, uh, I hope that Martavis Bryant, you know, if it's not a shot here, this is something where, hey, you know, he, he did well in the practice squad. He's somebody's plugged in. They call Dallas. Hey, how's the kid doing down there? How did he do? Oh, man, he's back into it. And they sign him and, you know, he gets a shot. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Let's bring our brother from another mother, Okoye Media, in the building to get his thoughts on this whole thing. But first of all, bro. How you doing this morning, man? Appreciate you. Oh man, I'm good, man. Good. Like I told you backstage, I'm. Is it? Am I? Am I too loud? Too? This mic sound loud you, as hell. It, that's why I was telling you it was loud, but but oh, you're good, good now. now. You're good. All now. right, bet. I can hear it still real loud. But um, yeah, I was nursing a uh, six six year old uh, all night, so been up. Cool, yeah, I already been told up, you that, but everything <laughs> good, man. I'm here. You know, so for those when the film actually comes, when y'all don't see all the graphics. I ain't had time for graphics. Y'all gonna get what y'all get today. But, uh, it's here. <laughs> you gonna <laughs> get it and they gonna like it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to like it. But, but I it's appreciate y'all. Y'all gonna like it. But appreciate yeah, you having me again, man. Having fun. Appreciate you and I appreciate the folks in the chat. Because whether it's, 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 it's all, you know, fancy or not, they appreciate the conversation. And oh, yeah, if you're yeah. watching it, Okoye would do a fantastic job illustrating it for you. So you ain't appreciate gotta worry about oh, yeah, that. But before we get to the defensive side, just quick thoughts on, on Martavis joining the team. Um, I mean, you, I was laughing backstage because you named, you was like, I wonder why he's here. <laughs> you named everybody that he's not here for <laughs> other than Gallup. So you know why he's here. You know exactly why he's here. Uh, Gallup already had a flame lit under his ass from Tobert. But, you know, Tobert is young and, is you know, he's just one guy. And what they're doing, I think Tobert is obviously going to get the, the, the majority of those snaps from him and, and some Turpin too. But what that said, what this move says is if something happens to Tobert, we still want to have an option on the roster, you know, to still not have to rely on Gallup if we don't want to. Because Gallup is just, you know, he's right now. I, I, and I, I'm careful with my words because I actually the, the player, the the history of the player I do like. And then I'm, I'm not lost on the fact that right. there's a pre-injury Gallup, just like there's a pre-injury still. And then there's a post-injury Gallup, you know, so. I, I have to take that into account, and there's something going on with him. I don't know what it is, but Gallup just hasn't been quite the same. And you can see on the play on the on the play where CD runs that seven route to the corner, Gallup's wide open. I think even Dak is, start, is starting to lose trust in his trusted receiver at this point. You no, know? so um, you know, feel bad for the guy, the person, but Gallup's not looking right, man. And so you know, they need they need insurance, and that's what this move says to me. That we want insurance not for Gallup, but for Tobert. And if we, you know, if Tobert doesn't pan out for whatever reason, we want to have another option to look at instead of having a guy we go get. We're gonna, you know, kind of get him ready for the next two, three weeks in the next two, three weeks to to be able to give us something. And I or, think that's yeah. or if Tobert gets hurt, because I do think I mean yeah. we'll, we'll see. The snaps are increasing, right? Thirty one snaps was a season high with the three starters yeah. for Tobert. Yeah. And he showed us something, you know. Tober oh, hell yeah. is we talked about it in, in the Rams game. He got loose in the Rams game. We just didn't throw in the rock because other guys was eating. Right, right. Uh, but this game, he got those opportunities and he got loose and, and look what happened. Got his first career touchdown, a couple big plays, and I, I think that'll continue to increase. And I honestly think that Turpin should too. 
I think it should be a combination of Tober and Turpin and then a little bit less Michael Gallup. And now Gallup is just kind of your quote-unquote insurance. Those are guys crazy. that counted for two touchdowns last week. Yep. And October had some spark to him on two plays where neither one of them were. He, he wasn't the option, nor was he open initially on either play. So October worked himself open. Mm-hmm. And that just shows the trust and the, uh, the work that him and Dak have put in because Dak stayed with him on both scramble drills. And uh, that just lets you know he's not just a guy. Like, Dak wants to get him the ball. Uh, we won't talk about the fourth and eight, <laughs> but... He says, he, I talked about this the other day. He 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 looked at food, right? He looked yeah, at the entree because yeah, of Bradbury, yeah. but he missed the snack. He could have had a he could have had a pre a pre dinner a pre snack, you know, before the yeah, dinner if he yeah. had just went the fur. Yeah, but he Rick's, said, I want the food. Ricks was food the whole day. Like get Ricks, man. Yeah, the whole secondary, bro. <laughs> yeah, Ricks was Ricks was the one. Everything in the slot in the scene, no matter who they put there, whether it was Bayard, Blankenship, Ricks, or Sidney Brown, all of them got cooked. Or Bradbury. I mean, like, like yeah, Bradbury, Bradbury had on the outside. I mean, like in the oh, slot, oh, the slot, was slot like, yeah. yeah, we was killing and up the seam. You know, all those guys that they tried to guard CD with or anybody with up the seam, they, they, you know, they got, they got. They killed. tried to double CD and it didn't work. You know, nope. on on a big play on fourth down. That's so what it, I'm saying. That's the play where Gallup was wide open on that play for. Touchdown. He ran down the nine, but I mean, yeah. Dak said. Fuck I'm going to the double CD. He tried to do it on fourth down. If you notice, yeah, he looked at he looked you, at Lamb and said, oh, "Nah, better better coverage here. Yeah, now let's go to food." I don't trust you, bro. Like I don't care. They double team. I'm throwing it over here. Did you see Gallup in that play? By the way, what on that uh, fourth and eight? I'm saying he wasn't in there. Oh no, no, he wasn't. So there. That, that's, I, that's, you know, that's everything you need to see right there. Not on the game. There you go. Not the game. We don't trust you, bro. Uh huh. And, and Martavis, what he what he does is he brings in the the X body X Robinson type X, situation, yeah. right? So best case, worst case scenario to close this thing out for me, best case scenario is, you know, he develops or learns, I shouldn't say develop, but learns on the practice squad, the offense. Mm-hmm. And then whenever his number is ready to be called, he comes up and he, he he's able to step in for you like a T.Y. did last year. Exactly. Uh, for me, that's the best case. The right. worst case for me is, which really is why this is a low risk reward or low risk, high reward, is he doesn't develop or learn on the practice squad. You just move on. Is that a sound about right to you, Koya? Yeah, and, and and even better because he doesn't have to be asked to do a lot this season. All he has to do is be a red zone threat. Like if he learns the red zone offense and the things you want to do there, I don't mind him on a fade route on the outside any time of the week. I don't care if he knows the offense at all. Go out there and run a fade in the red zone. You know, if he can do things like that, what we saw him do in Pittsburgh uh, and, and be great at it, um, I think that he has a home here regardless you know if if he can do that i don't know about the off field you know issues between like how he thinks and right. where he moves whatever. but as far as the man on the field i never had a problem with with him Thanks. on the field ever you know so uh, i think he's still that and then i was i was wondering because i didn't do i didn't have time to do the research on him yesterday for obvious reasons but you answered it all in the beginning of this uh video because i was wondering like what has he been doing because he's a lot less attractive coming off the couch than he is I've been playing football and keeping myself in shape. He's in shape. I think we can use him now, you know, just and I don't think he needs to know everything. I don't think you install him and say you're going to be a full time X no matter what you do, because that kind of, you know, gets in Tobert's way. So I think him in the red zone, though, he can do that now. I think he can do that now. And, and but that's weird. One last thing on in the red zone with guys like that. I feel like you got dudes that can get lamb number one to go up and get it. Well, we just don't run those plays and. You know, easy. It seems like you know. It's like you don't need to run a play. Just if it's one on one outside, get them. You right, know, we and, don't and do it. 
I said this during, I don't know if it was you, because I, I, be I literally text the whole round table, whether it be in the in the chat or individually. I'm texting you, Foots, Vibes. I'm yeah. just like, yo, what's going on? So I don't know who I said it to, but I'm like, hey, man, why at one point didn't we just say four strong CD Lamb by himself? Never did that. Now you make a decision. Either you're going to put two dudes over there or I'm going to take two steps and throw that thing up, yeah. you know, or, or whomever, right? Yeah. So, but that never happened. We kind of did two by two sets and try to run meshes at some points. They were working though. That's the crazy. The, the shoemaker play. We saw Cooks come right wide open. It's just you know. No, not so that they worked. Play. Okay, yeah, yeah they worked. About, and then we got one to Ferguson early. That was another one two by two set where you know Dak chose the left side and got sure. it off. But you know, I'm talking about towards the end of, at the end of the game. I ain't talking about the Ferguson oh. touchdown. I ain't talking about ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. At the end of the game, it, the way we were lining up, it was like. What we did when we scored on Tober, and Tober was a broken play because they covered it well. Teams are playing umbrella coverage against the Cowboys in the red right. zone, and we're running meshes, and that's just not going to work unless we condense it. When we ran the meshes, what what happened? We condensed it, and we yeah. ran the the pick routes, and that worked. But we were spreading it out, and I just did yeah, I just didn't personally sense. like it. Personally, that makes sense. flip it on the other side because that's what today's about is the defense. Yeah, man. And, you know, me and you, we were talking backstage. We've been talking for a few days about what's happening with, with the defense, yeah. specifically in the losses. But um, let me let me just play an audio real quick on Dan Quinn talking well, we about. Say Philly, that's, a, that's a bad joke. That's a bad, <laughs> that's a bad joke. Here's Dan Quinn talking about the defense from, uh, well, not necessarily talking about the defense totally, but a few things that stood out that he needed to see going into it. And, and I agree with him. Coming in today, I was thinking uh, if you'd asked me prior to the game to give me two takeaways, the two keys to winning, I'd have said we've got to get the ball back for the offense and create a few takeaways and winning on third down. And if you ask me now, give me the two things why we didn't win the game, I'd say we didn't get the takeaways and we didn't win third down. You know, we yeah. knocked two of the takeaways out on some fumbles, but we didn't recover them. And I thought that's the stuff you need to, to switch your momentum, to change a drive, to go. And so I thought, you know, not winning on third down, you know, that that's who we are. And so not to deliver on those, um, you know, that's that's the tough part. So. And that and that's a theme, Koya, that, that that I've been noticing in these losses. And I went back and, and, and took a look, you know, and the Cowboys wins and the Cowboys losses, man. It's it should never be this drastic, right? Like it should never be this lopsided. So in their five wins, they're averaging ten points per game, twelve turnovers total in those games. Third down defense, 28%. So, you know, obviously elite type stuff right there. In their losses, 32 points per game, one turnover. Third down defense, 51%. This, the turnover part kind of goes to what I had been saying a while back about, you know, playoffs. And this, this dates back for the last maybe 15, 20 years. The Cowboys defense, for whatever reason, even if they have a high turnover year, they get into the playoffs and that just goes away. Look what's happening now. The Cowboys defense is top 10 in turnovers this year, but not in the games they lose. And the one turnover they got was kind of a little weird fluky one where uh, C-Mac fumbled at the one-yard line going into the end zone. But you got it, right? Nonetheless, if it seems like, Koye, and correct me if I'm wrong, that this just seems like a boomer bust defense at this point where it's, it's more opportunistic than it is shutdown. 
And you you are one hundred percent right. Um, when we're, we're we play bully ball, so when we're playing a team that just no matter what they do aren't as talented as our defense, or there's mismatches, whether it be offensive line based or you know they're hampered receiver wise, or there's matchups that we like, like J. Lou versus small little guys like Cooper Cup stuff like that. We match up well. This defense can do what it needs to do, no problem. When we're not afraid of a guy, because I think we gave AJ too much respect then you'll have Bland and both um, Gilly pressing. And then we, we are a better press team than we're an off-ball team. And we played too much off coverage. So it feels like when we get into these bigger games, we know, hey, you're you you, you you're not just going to be able to come out here and just be better than these guys and beat them. We don't have a game plan, in my opinion, that is designed to cause problems or even switch things up in a way that will give a new wrinkle to a team like this. And – we can go all the way back because we're talking about J. Lou a little bit, bit, bit backstage. You can go mm -hmm. all the way back to that Saints game with Chris Richard's era, where they just brought J. Lou in to guard Kamara. He was mm -hmm. just he was just covering Kamara. That's it. I'm talking about stuff like that where we're not going to do this every week, but this week, this you, is what we're doing. You we don't do those this. types of things in those big games. Dallas Goddard should have never been covered by J. Lou. I I fought J. Lou a lot less for that than I do. Yeah, where was our tight end stopper on that play? He wasn't on the yeah. field. We got several of them at that. Mukwamu, J, uh, uh, Wanye, and, and Curse are supposed to be guys that can erase a tight end. Why wouldn't you use those guys in those situations when you see on the other side of the ball, Darius Slay wasn't following the entire game. But on third downs, you'll find Darius Slay in the slot covering a, covering uh, either Ferguson or CD. Or, you know, in situations where we wanted to go after CD and ISO him, they made you – they made you throw at Slay where we didn't want to. So those situations actually make a break again. Excuse me, a game. I had a niece of water, but a game because in those situations, those are crucial situations in the game. Third down stuff like that. That's when you do those X factor esque type things with a player. And Dan Quinn has to has to take some credit for that because we we know what these guys can do and we've seen them do it. You know, I'm talking about Wanye and. And is he in big game situations? So to not do it at all, even curse, you know, if he's going to be out there and be that guy, if you say we, we we need him because he mans up against tight ends, then don't show me Dallas Goddard against J. Lou in any situation. You know what I mean? No. What you just we talked about that too last week, right? When we were like, "Hey, man, look, this is a game for for Izzy or Juan Ye to to maybe do some of these things." Right. But what you're talking about with the matchup guys, I keep calling them like Weapon X type guys. Yeah. But okay. they're matchup guys. Where where from game to game, you could put them on depending on who you're playing. You know what that reminds me of, and you and you appreciate this uh, because you you you're kind of like me with the like the historical aspect of some of these great coaches or players. But Bill Belichick used to do that a whole lot throughout the 2000s where he would even take a damn wide receiver, you know, in Troy Brown or whatever, and put him at corner or what have you. So it, it yeah. was a situational thing. It was a matchup thing. It was a game-to-game -game thing. And we were saying, hey, this would be a good game. Everybody want to see Izzy. This is the game. Got Dallas mm -hmm. Goddard, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, the slot. These are the type of guys that, you know, he, he can be a matchup type of situation with. But right. behind stage, we talked about these matchup guys. It ain't, it ain't exclusive to the DBs. Because you got the Wanyes, the uh, Izzy's, and the the J Rons who could be a matchup guy and things like that. But we was talking about Sam, right? Yeah. Like Sam Williams, you know, ghosting, you know, doing some different things. That way you can free up Micah. And you were very passionate yeah. on about freeing up Micah. I'm, I'm uh, beyond passionate at this point. I'm yeah. a little frustrated because 
teams are not better. This defense is a good defense. Don't get me wrong. With with Diggs out there and Micah even on the line of scrimmage, it can even be called a great defense. But and they're right when they call themselves amongst themselves an elite defense based off of what's on paper. But you you, you know you can have an elite defensive roster, but still go out there and roll out your good package. And I think that's what we do. We roll out what's good, but we'd be elite if you were funneling everything to Micah Parsons. And the reason I say I'm frustrated, and you'll see when we get to the film, I don't want to see Micah Parsons setting edges or playing backside contain, waiting for the ball to come back to him. When you when he is your very best, very best pursuit player outside of maybe Hooker, who has crazy pursuit, yeah, and Wanye, who's pretty good in pursuit, Wilson as well. But Micah, I would argue, is better than all three of those guys that get into the ball. 100%. So if you have a guy like that, who can affect the ball, provably affect the ball, and not just in college, but in the NFL, he's affected passes, forced interceptions, broken up passes, moving backwards. So he's provably effective off the ball and behind the line of scrimmage from the middle of the field, taking him and putting him on one side where you watch what the Eagles did. They're not stupid. We're just going to run away from him. And then we, when we run at him, he has to set the edge anyway. So if he doesn't set the edge and plays hero ball, we're going to bounce it to the outside and kill him. If he sets the edge, we're going to run inside of it and force Bell to deal with us. And we're just going to get a body on Bell, and that's it. Like, they, they're making it very simple for good offenses, not the ones who can't match up against us, but good offenses, they see this. They're not, they're not stupid. And then when you look at when they move him to the middle of the field, whether he's pass rushing or not, good things instantly happen, and then we go away from it. it like instantly, we get sacks and all kinds of crazy stuff. When he he gets in the Man. middle of the field, he runs right through two guys, right to the ball carrier, and instantly gets a sack. His first snap in the middle of the field. Second snap, uh, I got this in there. He's on the side, though, but he's off ball. He's on the side, and he, Goddard lines up in front of him. He's covering Goddard. It looked like the uh, play where um, – Diggs got that pick six on on Hurts uh, a couple years ago. It looked just like it. It's just that Hurts threw the ball low and outside. If he throws that ball right to Goddard, Micah's cutting that off and he's gone. Like that was the one play he was in coverage. I'm like, yeah, early in the game. I think that was a third down play. And yeah, he had to I'm like, what, punt. what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, when you exactly when he's off ball instantly. I don't think they've had, and not just them in the Rams game as well. I don't think there's been. Many positive plays. You know, obviously something has happened. If someone can prove me wrong, but if you if you ten out of t eight out of ten times, if he's in the middle of the field, bad things are happening for that offense immediately. You know what I mean? Because they don't they don't know what he's doing, and there's not enough tape to say these are his tendencies from the middle. You know, this is what he likes. You don't know what he likes to do because we don't do it enough, which mm. is good. We can coach through the rest of the next year and a half before people figure it out. And even if you figure it out, he's still Micah Parsons. So it doesn't matter if you know what he's doing. Just like you don't, you know what Fred Warner's doing. It don't matter if you know what he's doing. Can you deal with it? Is the question. Do you have an answer for it? And while you're answering that, the rest of these guys get better. You know what I mean? Michael Parsons just standing over the center, even when he's not rushing, causes so much yep. confusion and conversation for the quarterback that they have to pinch down. Now everybody on the outside is playing half a man. You know what I mean? So those looks work every time. So to go away from it, you said this to me, and you were right. They get too fucking cute, bro. Dan Quinn is getting too cute with that. And I'm not trying to chastise them because we lost. I've been frustrated about this for a little while now. But when we get into big games and you still see it, like I, I, I didn't like Micah being taken out uh, of the game, not out the game literally, but I mean yeah. taken out of the, the, the Strategically. action in the 49ers game. 
But then we get the injury to LV, and they said, oh, he's going to play more a linebacker. So I said, good, because that's a gift and a curse now. You don't want LV hurt, but now we get more of what we want with Mike in the middle. And then when you get in another big game, the very next big game, you go right back to the bullshit. That doesn't make any sense. Especially yeah. when you see, if you say, hey, everybody who argues, sorry about that, mm -hmm. everybody who argues, Sam, we, we don't have a pass rusher. We need Micah Parsons for the pass rush. He's, he's got most of his sacks from the A-gap this season. That's number yeah. one. Two, Sam Williams is actually pass rushing great. He's our second best right now on, on the team when he's out there. And he fucking plays gunner and block punts. Like, this dude is beasting. He's not getting sacks off the line like um, Dorrance was where it's because Micah's over there and they're shifting and sliding. He's getting sacks when he's just by himself. Micah wasn't even out there. He's getting sacks on his own. So he can do it. So why are you allowing – you'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we're gonna get into it. I'm about to, just, you, you giving up your whole film, bro? Because yeah, it's, it's pissing me off. <laughs> it pissed me off. Man. I was just gonna add the, the the whole sacks in the A gap or B gap. If you go look at his rookie year, I think more than half of them, or at least half of them, came from the A gap and B gap. They weren't all just rushing from the edge, right? So, I mean, he is. You want to talk about the ultimate matchup weapon X, whatever you want to call it? It's 100 percent Micah. And right. when when things seem to be reeling. Right, I think that's where you need to figure out a way to to get him going, um, and things started to reel in that third quarter. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we look, we we love Deron Bland, but that's you can't give up the deep ball there. And we were trying to figure out what happens when he gets challenged on a deep ball, yeah. and you know, he was I think one for two, but the one was a touchdown. It was, it was, yeah, one for three. Yeah, uh, one for three. I think he stopped. He stopped like three of them. I mean, two okay. of them. But one was a touchdown, yeah. and then you know, as much as we we know, we like what Gilly is is bringing. When when they ran that split zone, Okoye, that we showed last week with um, it worked AJ again. Brown. Yo, I know you were snapping. <laughs> I, said, I was like, bro, I don't like know this. what to do. How the fuck you get beat with this three times? Yeah, this, this is the third time we and got beat. And two of them was touchdowns. One one against the Chargers. One against them last year for a touchdown. No, it's three. All three of them was touchdowns, right? Oh, I'm, I'm talking about was, with the Eagles. I'm just saying two the of them had, were touchdowns yeah. for the Eagles. Oh, they had two of them this game. I didn't even know. Last that. year, last year they oh, scored last the same year, play. Yeah. Chargers game, yeah, Chargers this game. Touchdowns. Like I mean, to be honest, you need to steal that play when you get to the red zone. It's working against you. We yeah. decide to do it on do the it. opening play. Yeah, Why not do it down in the red zone? Down the line of scrimmage and just go after it. Yeah. yeah and that's so. in Shadi's playbook, too, because he used to do it with DK. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that again, this is a copycat league. We came out, you know, still in a pop play. I saw a little bit of that in that game, but I, I would steal this play in the red zone for trying to figure out red zone woes. And to be fair, you know, they were at one point, I think they were like three for four in the red zone. It was right. what happened at the end that made it look real weird. But right. it was those two possessions not scoring the red I, zone that screwed you. So. And, I, and I wasn't mad at the, the bland throw either. I wasn't mad at that because he was in okay position. It wasn't like if the ball is on a on a rope, I think he his yeah, helmet breaks that up. Yeah, that's just fantastic a, throw. But I mean, at, at the end of the day, we, no we've been here before. Yeah, we, We've been here before with, what's his name? Almost said a Koye, uh, Cheetah Bay Awuzie. You know, a close but no cigar. It, but it, I'd be okay if it was close but no cigar and it was just a, a big throw, but it was a yeah. touchdown. And yeah, that yeah. a back break, not back breaking, but a, but a tough touchdown. So, yeah. you know, you started to reel in that third quarter and, and you needed to find a way to, to, to unleash Micah. But yeah. we're going to take a look at some plays. I'm not sure if, if you got the play we show in the back, in the back. If not, I'll pull it up afterwards not on the, that, that third and 15. The, oh, you mean third? Oh, that's in there. Yeah. That's okay. In there. Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and hit the film room then and talk about it because hey, it was it was it was opportunities, man. Yeah, man.
early on, like this, this is uh, just Micah on the line of scrimmage. Um, when I'm focusing on, on Micah, like when I'm looking at the line of scrimmage, I'm, I'm just focusing on what they have Micah doing, and I'm looking at what our linebackers are doing there. It's kind of jumpy on my side right now. Yeah, now it's slowing up a little bit for me. But yeah, um, th that play was just a whole. I just put that out there because it was a whole. Let me see what this one is. Like I didn't get a chance to tee these up to show so, you. I'll, just let me know if you want me to stop it. I'll stop no, it. You got it. This was the play. Yeah, you can go back to that play actually if you can. Yep. So this was the play I was talking about where I'm like, so right now he got held, but the the next the very next play you're gonna see Micah is actually lined. This is a third down and six, I believe. But he's he's lined up over Goddard. You know, he's he's playing basically like Sam right now or outside linebacker, whatever you want to call it. And he's going to cover him. And if, if you can freeze it for me right when you. the ball is about to like right about there, right there. Boom. If he puts that right on Goddard, Mike is on that. He puts it low and outside, which is good for them. But that's why it was incomplete, because yeah. he couldn't put the ball where he wanted to. If he would have put it right on him. Micah's on that ball, and I don't see how you look at these things in the game and then say, let's do less of it in crucial situations. I liked what we saw when Micah was off ball this game in particular. He showed a little bit of coverage ability in his rookie year. You know? Remember, he covered the receiver yeah. down against the Giants. For sure. For sure. Um, you can go ahead and press play on this one. Yep. Boom. Once again, like now, now go back to this play. Gotcha. Right? Let's look at – we just saw what Micah did. Micah's – most of this when – when I'm showing a line of scrimmage, I know other guys are doing things. Unless it's Sam Williams, he gets a sack on this. Most of these are focusing on what Micah is doing, right? Look at our linebackers on this play. Now, Micah, Micah does his job, which is crashes and sets, right? So him and Mozzie are forcing those guys to just – you know, forcing us Swift to, to make a decision. Right now, Bell's not touched, so Bell gets to flow free to the ball, right? And 56 oversteps. So Bell gets in there and, and makes a play. This is probably one of the best plays Bell made most of the game versus the run. Outside of this, when they were getting a body on him, we always we asked this as well. We me and you talked about this, like what Bell can do when someone actually gets a body on him. We're gonna see mm -hmm. that a little later. This play here, I don't know which one this is. Hold on a second. Looks like it's a it's, it's runner. Oh no, this is J Lou going to get caught with a comeback route or a yeah, return route. route. Yeah. Boom. So, again, when 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 we bust on or we come at J. Lou and the things he's doing, you know, stuff like this does frustrate you. I won't front on that. Like, th these things do frustrate you. And I get why people are frustrated about, you know, the 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 usage of them. You know, but like we said, this game wasn't a J. Lou game. So, I like, I fought him less in this game than I do um, DQ because he shouldn't have been in these situations at all, in my opinion. Um, I know they – Go ahead. This might be a good. I don't know if it's a cover two or cover three beater because I can't see it, but you you can obviously see we're going to press, and it's usually sometimes a press and a cover two and bell or play. Yeah. And yeah. this is just a good. This is a good route here. Jay Lou looks like he obviously has this guy in his zone, yeah. but he wants to push this because he's playing towards the inside. He wants to push this right. outside. Right. Great call. Right. Yeah. And you see, you see, um, yeah. Gilly who's out there yeah. on that too. So get, yeah. that's Gilly and Jay Lou's responsibility. Jay Lou's jumped the inside route and cut off the slant. And then uh, it's supposed to be Gilly out there, but Gilly wants to hold uh, AJ longer, you know, than than long enough to make sure he goes away from it. And then he reacts late, you know, it makes the tackle, but too much space on third downs, man. These are all third down opportunities. Watch how far off they're playing. This is most likely something going to AJ at the top of the screen. Yep. Yep. So this is Gilly and AJ. This is third and I think third and 15 or something like that. 
but uh it's, it's third and long for yeah it's third and 15. look at this too easy too easy man too much space you know i understood on, 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 on early downs the catch and uh you know you, you catch and tackle on early downs i understand that but on third downs you can't do this man and like you said press and help gilly right yep. and then on the other side you want to play off and force the ball somewhere else quick cool but you don't allow AJ this easier release. And I say that while saying we did turn AJ into a possession receiver this game. And this is one of the first games where, or the first game since Minnesota where he didn't get 100 yards. So we did a good job on slowing AJ and the rest of these guys down. I will give Quinn his credit for that. But situationally, I think we we just screwed the pooch on those. So he does get his credit for the fact that he did come up with a plan that would and did successfully slow AJ down. Yeah. For me. Yeah, I got you. But Dan Quinn spoke on um, on that a little bit, and we talked about it on Vacha Show too. Where is this a situation where you just say, "Hey, I'll live with uh, giving up some underneath stuff as opposed right. to the deep stuff." And AJ, did, yeah, AJ didn't get the deep stuff, but there, there's that one third down play again. I'm not sure if, it, if it's in here yet. That it was just like, man, you had an opportunity early on to mm -hmm. play a little bit more aggressive, and I think yeah. that you could have got a stop right there because Michael yeah. was a. And one on Devontae, too. So, yeah, but this one here, this is Sam Williams. And you notice Mike is not out there. So the, I was, I, I love this play because it showed that Sam, he's just, he just going to dip his shoulder and rip, you know, and, and, and get a forced fumble ah, on so this close, one. Man. Yeah, very close. Some of these needed to bounce our way. The Eagles got lucky on all three of those fumbles because none of them bounced our way. But, uh, again, you know, when, when you have Sam Williams doing this in the game, then it, that's all the more reason to, to move Micah around and keep Sam Williams out there because he was hot. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started seeing Dorrance in there a lot, um, I didn't mind Chauncey as much because I understand his situation and why he's there for the run and so on. But when I started seeing Dorrance in there a lot and taking a lot of these snaps, especially in the second half, it didn't make sense. Sam, I don't you you would know better than I would how many snaps he had in the second half, but it wasn't as many as he had in the first half. And in the first half, when you watch him get a, a sack and also two tackles as well. So he got a sack, a tackle for loss, and then a then a you know a Some chase pressures. Up. I mean he was yeah. he was a problem for Maliata early in the game. Yeah. So to take him out, I can see why he's frustrated. That doesn't make sense to take him out. I can see if he's not doing the stuff you ask him to do, but he's been doing it. He played Gunner last week versus the Rams very well, blocked a punt. You know, he got his opportunity in this game. Let him let him play, man. Let yeah. him play. He, he, we asked for him to get, stop doing the Twitter fingers, right, and do it on the field, and he has. So it. if he's doing it, then you gotta you gotta let reward him, him for that. Yeah, you gotta let this guy play, especially when he get in a big game and makes big plays like that, man. You know that's that's that goes without saying. This is uh this is Wilson in the slot covering uh, AJ. Why we're in zone? Obviously. Yeah, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> what are we doing? Look at how much space we got here. Like that's too much space. You know, I understand, you know, there it was second and 23, something like that after the sack. So they're playing a little softer. They just wanted to tackle the ball. But they let them they let them get all these yards back. Mm -hmm. That That is crazy. Like We did everything we needed to do to keep them in third and long, third and ridiculous situations. And they still got points and also first downs out of most of them. And that's where we lost the game. There's no doubt about that because the Eagles don't even put up 20. They don't put up 20 points if we stop them on these plays like after that play that was that was a big enough play and far enough distance where you could say hey they, they're gonna punt on this drive they should be we would probably be punting on that type of drive any team would even the eagles if you put them in the right situation if you covered him correctly you know i think we got a little lazy uh if you're dan quinn you got a little lazy on it where even if you're playing zone 
get a body on AJ. Someone should be pressing or rerouting this guy early so that so that if only you know if, even if it's only to keep hurts away from him and hurts goes away from him quickly and allow micah parsons and those guys down there enough time to get to him you know these are too quick too easy well this this particular play obviously they're trying to play some type of buzz coverage and, cover you know, with with yeah. uh the linebacker underneath but here, here's mm -hmm. maybe where the inexperience comes in you see bell ready to fire but then he just slows up right there by by slowing up, you give him that opportunity. Trust your instincts, Bell. And there's nothing else there. And that's even a pick if you're six. wrong, who else is – there's nothing there. Yeah, there's nothing there for you to even pay attention to. I get mad at LV for that too. Like he'll hesitate when it's like, bro, even if you're wrong, there's only one man in your area, so get to him. You know yeah. what I mean? There's nothing yeah. else around you. Yeah, and if he has to double clutch or hold the ball, then I guess A.J. Brown can come slip behind you. But you got help back here, and you live with that. I'd rather yeah. you take, be aggressive here and have a chance to, to get the interception. Instead, you hesitate, and you know, you know. And one thing I'll give Jalen Hurts credit for—he he, he right. was really good avoiding situations, putting his wide receivers, uh, whether it be an interception or, or getting hit. Well, it's, it's it's not as hard to do when when you give that guy that much space. You sure. Know? Yeah. So here he is again. This this might be the play you were talking about at the top of the yes, screen. Yes, this is the yeah, best one on one. Moment. You know. One on one. This is like third and fifteen. Boom. Too easy. Too easy, man. Yeah, I let me. Like and then there it is. That's that's crazy. We got we, we have it lined up the same exact way. <laughs> I told you you think like me, man. <laughs> Otherwise, what you do? Because look at how fast Micah beats fifty six. Boom. Yeah. It's done. If you press or you just reroute him or you just you're playing a little closer to him, you either get an interception out of that for him having to rush a throw where he's not yeah. open yet, because he's going to throw the ball anyway. So you either get a bang bang play, an interception, or a sack. Playing uh, that far off, you get a completion and then a then a, a brotherly shove, and the drive continues because you were given too much respect to AJ in situations. You respect him early downs. Don't let him get you get behind you on early downs, play action wise or anything. Right. Yeah, I want to but, show it from a different angle here. Yeah, um, you got it. Go ahead. But you won't be able to see it, but but I'll, I'll walk you through it here. Like he talked yeah. about, it was third and 15. They want man across the board with the single eye safety. Yep. But what I would have preferred here, and again, I'm nobody, is yeah. you give help over to Gilly and you have Gilly press because it's third and 15. They're looking for AJ. Yeah. But they didn't do that. Just press yeah. on that you, side of the field. You played off, and look where he catches it. There's still about eight yards between yeah. him and the first down, but he gets five or six extra yards. And this is why yeah. this is why we're talking about it, because it's the same play Michael Parsons gives there. If you press him, that's a sack, and that's a yeah. punt. Instead, yeah. Cowboys Nation, they go down, and they score a touchdown on this drive and, uh, you know, get seven points. So I wanted yeah. to kind of show it from a different view. Plus three. Okay, this is the, this was Dallas the uh, play. Dallas I didn't get Goddard the side view on this one. Oh, yeah, this is the Dallas Goddard play. Yeah, and I, I just showed that because it's like I just wanted to show at the end of this play, you see J. Lou is in good position, so mm -hmm. it's not like J. Lou screwed the pooch on coverage. He he didn't get like beat by Dallas Goddard on that play. Like he's in good position to stop that. Again, ball that placement from Jalen Hurts was good, good. Ball placement, yeah, and he's throwing to a big target, so. What? Why is he on him is the important thing. Not, not did he get beat. Why is he on Goddard in the first place? Right. I wouldn't put J. Lou on Kelsey. I wouldn't put him on Goddard. I wouldn't put him on any tight end. You know, and and obviously you wouldn't either. That's why you went and got tight end erasers, Dan Quinn, in in in, in front office. So why is he on him in any situation? 
I understand why the Eagles do that when you're in the slot. They don't have the personnel to stop you anyway. So they rotate guys. They'll use Blankenship. They'll use the uh, um, Bayard. They'll use, you know, Ricks. They'll use Brown. They'll use a combination of things with double coverage and bracket coverages to try to take that stuff away with those bigger um, tight ends. And then sometimes they'll use Slay in situations. But I don't get why we're doing it. We have the personnel exactly are, are specifically designed to deal with this type of stuff again i just dan i don't know if it's about being cute or whatnot but teams are not stupid i think they understand that they can catch dallas in the wrong personnel grouping and a good like example right is the a right good here. example of it is that what happened earlier in the game you saw uh aj on dono and let's even go back to in a couple wins the game against the chargers somehow some way keenan allen is on tyrus wheat you know what I mean? So like, there, there's got to right. yeah, Tyrus. I remember Wheat that they took him right out. They took him out the game like he did something wrong. Uh, <laughs> like, coach, what you want me to do? <laughs> but listen, on this play, this is what frustrates me. You have your best pursuit guy, right? Now hold on, go back up, back up before we even start the play. Okay, gotcha. let's go, go. Yeah, right when we line up. So right here, right? We already know you're either getting inside zone, outside zone, maybe a counter. But you know why you're not getting a counter? Because the tight end is on Micah Parsons' side of the field. If the tight end was opposite Micah, he, he may be coming back across. Him. You might get a tackle coming back across, but they usually do that with a tight end. Where If they're going to run that counter, the tight end would be strong side or front side of this play, and he would be coming back across to, to meet Micah Parsons to create space between that tackle and guard, right? Now, you see this from the setup. Automatically, we know where it's going. And your teeth, meaning your, your the rest of the defense, is shifted to that side you got five guys to that side right so they're going to run away from Michael Parsons and in these crucial situations this play uh Dorrance actually does what he's supposed to do Micah is doing his job which is backside contained I don't want my fastest player on the team just doing backside contained running in space and then when uh, from the next view you'll see what happens front side now we love Bell we love Bell but right here now he if he doesn't shoot that if he's not first if Bell gets blocked, Bell is not good at all. Because right now, Armstrong is doing his job. He's set the edge. Yep. His shoulder is his outside shoulder is free. He's good. This is all Bell. This is all Bell. You have to make this play. Hankins is inside. If you if you if he presses that gap, if Bell presses that gap, Hankins makes the tackle, or you know you know or or Osa or something else happens. He just got, gets caught in the scrum. Bell cannot get blocked on that play. No, you can't get blocked on that play. Well, we talked about that, Akoya. We said. You know, look, if you keep Bell clean, great things will happen. But because he's a natural safety and not a linebacker, and, and yeah. obviously his body type is that way, once you get a body on him, I don't give a damn if it's a scrub guard or if it's a quality Hall of Fame center like Kelsey, it's just not in his DNA to be able to thump and mo remove him consistently. And that's what happened, man. He got he got thumped. Same setup. Same exact look. Tight ends, Mike, Micah's side of the field. Boom. Here's Micah doing his job, setting the edge. I don't want Micah setting the edge, but look at Bell right behind him. He's blocked. Look, he's what blocked. We just said blocked. He can't do and shit. He can't when he get away blocked. from him because he's a he's a safety. He's not supposed to be getting away from him. Yeah, exactly. He he once he gets blocked, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. So when I saw those situations, and we, I saw us do that over and over again, it ticked me off, man. It ticked me off, especially when you saw the things that Micah was able to do. When he was off ball. Here he is off ball. This is like one of his first snaps in the middle of the field. Split he actually gets blocked good. They they triple team him. Bro, that's Still crazy. gets the sack. Yeah, that's a crazy play. Come on, man. And when you see that, how do you go away from that when you see how, how much trouble it's causing? You don't go away from this. He actually They actually picked him up 
correctly. It's just that he's my Bell man. in this case in coverage. Bell was actually running stride for stride with AJ on that drag route, so it caused really was a coverage sack because it caused um, um, Hurts to pull the ball down because he didn't think that. See where I should. He's going to match. He's playing match man. So he he sees AJ coming. He does the right thing, matches up and runs step for step with him. And now he pulls the ball down because he doesn't think he has it. And now Micah still has time to get that sack. But you can see when Micah's in the middle of the field, how much trouble it causes. And, and when you see that, it's like, why would you go away from that? Why would you go away from that? This is a, a Sam Williams play, I believe. Yep, Sam Williams is going to. Oh, he was fantastic. Yeah, so Miles, first stands this guy up, presses the gap. So it forces that cutback. He's pushing, he he's pushes the guard back into this gap. And then Sam Williams just squeezes. You know, he's just going to squeeze. Boom. Good. Can't argue with that. Good play. You know what I mean? So when you see Sam Williams doing those things or, or even Chauncey doing those things, I would much rather have them doing that than have Micah Parsons doing it. I don't think I think you limit Micah's game. Even if he does that well and makes those types of plays, the Eagles don't run at him when he's over there. They run away from him. And if they do run at him, they'll they'll, you know, wide <clears throat> excuse me. Need some water. <clears throat> they'll widen him out. Looks like another third down long yeah. play here that you're trying to feature. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty third, sure it's gonna third. be some soft coverage. You think so? Soft? <laughs> you think? All the way up. Probably got a little press right there. Little, you know. No, this is this. Look at the slot. This is J. Lou here. J. Lou has his hips turned outside. Oh, this he, is that inverted Tampa. Yeah, he had, Yeah, he, he's forcing the ball. He's trying to force the the ball outside. Right? Has he has inside leverage, but he has his hips turned outside. But he has outside help. Right? He has outside help. So to turn his hips that way didn't make sense anyway. But he does it. And uh, it gets beat on the crosser on a third and nine. And this looked very easy. It was, like, simple. It was too simple. No, this was a Tampa 2 look. I actually I actually asked somebody about this because I, I actually mm. like this. This was – if we can go back a little bit on the on the pre-snap. This looks like – He was the only one in man, probably. This looks like a – man. like, you know what I mean? We about to do something crazy. But watch everybody bail into yeah. – if you, you, you yeah, zoomed in it. a little bit. But – that's uh, why Wilson turns. was streaming up the field outside. He has outside help because he's he he's trying to get deep. But in uh, um uh J Lou is is playing deep middle. You know, right. what I mean? that, that's where and see this is where uh LVE would normally just fire back and play. So mm -hmm. pretend he's LVE firing back in the Tampa two. 26 is is the other safety, right? Quote mm -hmm. unquote. And then you got Hooker, and then you see 21 This is a zone coverage. Right. This and this and him flipping his hips here actually is not. That's, a, that's pretty damn good. It's good because of he was playing deep middle. Right. But, but look at this throw. On that crosser, there's no way he can defend that crosser with his hips turned outside. No way he's going to defend it anyway. So him in that situation, him playing – if you're going to play it that way, put put Curse there or put Wanye there and allow them to oh. just man man up in the slot or – Do you see where Curse is at? No, I don't. In freaking no man's land. He's right here. <laughs> Where is this, you can't see this. They can see me here, but this yeah. is where Curse is at here. It seemed like everybody kind of was in a in a solid role here. I just I said this in, to, to somebody in the text. I wish Curse kind of went a little off script here and said, "Okay, yeah. here's Devontae Smith screaming yeah. upfield, and I know I got help on top, so I'm going to play the underneath because I got two guys on this side to one." Instead, he kind of just floats around. There's nobody over here for Curse, and he kind of just floats. And, and it was good. It was good disguise because we look like cover one I early. I love this disguise. I actually hope good he goes back to it. But still too soft post-snap. It doesn't. It, it, the disguise is great. You're hoping that you trick him with something, but mm -hmm. it's just too many throwing. It's just too Do you easy have the to other angle ball. to this? Uh, I don't think so. Ah, oh, man. The, the throw, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The throw was. 
I mean, uh, what's his name? Bell. Bell Where almost had a pick here. Yeah, Where's Chris going? I, I don't know. If you get the if you oh, get I the showed this you... for this reason. Watch this. Go go back real quick. I want to show this pass rush. I just want to. This is a shout out to Lane Johnson. Look at the, well, right here, know. right here. Fowler sets up the spin. He just reverses his spin. <laughs> He's like, look, you ain't spinning on me. <laughs> he reversed Fowler's spin and forced that throw. Yeah, Bell almost had a pick. There, you're right. You're right. So they were trying to trick him, and they did trick him, obviously, because Bell yeah. got it in that throwing lane. This but, throw, you can't really yeah. see it from this one, but man, yeah. the throw, his yeah. it may be a few inches from Bell touching it. Look yeah. where this ball placement is at. I mean, this this might be Hurts' best throw I've seen on film in, in, in games. Yeah. And it had to be because he didn't know what was going on until the ball was snapped. Yeah. Here's Micah offside, I mean, on the opposite side again. They just run away from him, man. But up front side of this play, you see Sam Williams. Sam Williams takes it inside. Um, he, he takes inside uh, uh, inside release. And because of that, you know, he's beat. And then you see Bell trying to get crash this down and get over top of it, but gets blocked out. Easy, easy 20-yard run, I think. That's I a good know. play call, too, because yeah. they hadn't really shown that on film. But you can't do this if Mike is in the middle of the field. You can't do it. I'm going to show this later. I got a treat for everybody later on. You know what it is. But, you know, you can't do that to Micah when Mike is in the middle of the field. Here's Micah here. He, he takes an inside move. They they hold him on the backside. You know, we actually chase this down and tackle it because nobody, none of the linebackers really got stopped on this play. But I'm just tired of seeing him do this. You know what I mean? It's easy to, you know, counter him and take him out of the play or out of the game when he's on the edge. And I want to see us funnel everything to our best player. And right now, we're far from doing that. So we're a good defense with an elite with elite talent just being used in the wrong way. There's Micah again. See? That was Curse's best play right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Curse did a good job of flattening out on that play. I think if you go back to it, Dono, Dono has to play off the hip of D-Law because Dono needs to, you know, go exactly more upfield. Lane. Yeah, he's trying to squeeze a gap that's already squeezed. Get upfield. Because if Dono gets upfield, there's nowhere for him to cut back on this play. And he almost gets, you know, he almost gives his tight end the ability to block both of them because he doesn't need to block Dono. And now he could, if he would have been able to peel off and get a body on Curse, that would have been a big play. He just couldn't get there. Excuse me. Yeah, he couldn't get there. Here's Micah again doing his job. You know, he's he's watching that that jet motion and he's he got his QB contained and waits, right? But that's not what you need a guy who has that type of pursuit ability. You know, I can keep saying it over and over again. I just put so many examples in here because I know people like to, you know, they think that we just say things out here, Scott. We we don't. Like, mm -hmm. we, I might just show two plays of what I'm talking about just for lack of time or maybe, you know, lack of uh, – for the forum, maybe it's Twitter or something like that. But this stuff is on film over and over and over and over again. This, this isn't one play. Here it is again. You know what I mean? Him's just squeezing. He does what he's supposed to do, but he's stopping his feet. You know, and we stopped the play. I don't mind that. Like we, this was the forced fumble. That was the forced fumble that we didn't mm -hmm. get, uh, and that was a good play by uh, both Hooker and um, and Wilson on this play to force this fumble. But you know, Micah on the opposite side of the field. Here he is again. Same thing. I don't want to see Micah out there just taking himself out of place, especially on the goal line. Now here, Clark has to go. You see Clark in this gap. You got to go up the field and cut this off, man. They don't get the tush push on this drive if Clark just goes and blows that up. They, they're not close enough for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm running they, it back for you. Yeah, look at this. Clark has to go. You see it. Just hit you it. know what's happening. Go. He's going to get to the gap and stop. Why are you breaking down right there, bro? Go through there and cut this off. Micah has to clean up and play hero ball on his play, but Micah wasn't even in position to make that play. He set the edge like he was supposed to. 
and he, he turned it inside and Clark gets himself washed out and now he bounces it outside Micah has to deal with it but you know that that watching the linebacker play in those type of situations was just frustrating here we are this is bland playing off and I showed bland I showed J Lou doing it I showed Gilly doing it because it's not them it's not their down. ability look they're asked to play off like this third down yeah. on that play too yeah this is third this is another third and nine situation and it's one-on-one coverage so there's no way you think you're going to stop them you're not even playing the sticks there's no way you're going to stop this no way you're allowing them easy releases on third downs there's no way you're stopping. I mean, that's that. pitching. That's seven on seven pitch and catch balls, yes, DQ. Come bullshit. on, man. Come on. Yeah, bullshit. And that's playing scary, bro. And I think same play. No, no, it's the same play. I just wanted yeah. to show what Micah, how if you just press and you reroute or you make, give the give him a re- to hold the ball just a split second longer, Micah gets there. You know, Micah gets there. Boom. He's there, right there. He's there. But he can get rid of the ball faster due to the fact that. We're not we're not challenging these receivers, and I don't even know what the coverage is because we ain't blitzing. We ain't blitzing, which is so, wild because he wasn't he wasn't a good quarterback against the blitz this year. We not. I mean, I'm just saying, if we were blitzing, I understand the soft coverage and one on one outside. If you ain't blitzing, why are we one on one outside, and why aren't you pressing and giving help? You're not blitzing anyway. Just a good sack here. Probably yeah, was part it, partial coverage sack, but I don't know yeah, if we got yeah. the other side. Yeah, it was it was a cover sack for sure. But you I know, would love to know what we did. There. Now coming up, the the one thing there's only one thing, and you guys kind of can understand what that might be. There's only one thing that we need to do to become an elite defense. And I'm, I got a throwback coming at the end of this video, so you can keep playing it actually. Gotcha. But coming up, you're gonna see exactly what I mean and why I'm frustrated. I study. We all studied Micah Parsons since he was in college, right? And I, you could say, oh, this is college tape. I'm going back to Penn State in his Memphis game, probably the best game he's ever played in college, right? Uh, you can see all the places he affects the ball. I, I went out and I picked out plays both in coverage and behind the line of scrimmage versus pass, pass rushing from the middle, and also, also versus run. And there's not one area of the field where Micah wasn't effective. When you funnel – now watch 34 in this play. 34 is just going to do what we have Micah doing. You know, set the edge, <laughs> set the edge. He, he's just out there like we have Mike out there. Micah just shoots up the field like a missile. Come on, man. And breaks this up. You know, that's what you want Micah doing because he's a guy that plays with his hair on fire. You don't want him thinking and stopping. You know, I <clears throat> I have a fighter. You can pause it for a second. Gotcha. I got a fighter who is a, is a crazy athlete, but he's a thinker. But he thinks about the wrong things. He'll think about where should my feet be on this play and things like that on this on this move that I'm trying to do instead of thinking about like what do I want to do to set him up and I tell him like your reflexes are faster than your mind Micah's like that he has he's a reflex player you know he might not be the green dot guy any of that because you can see guys lining him up in this game too but his reflexes are so crazy you don't want to take him and make him sit down and start thinking because that makes him he's our fastest player you don't ask your fastest player and an instinctive player to play slower. You don't do that. And we and that's what we're doing with him. But you can go ahead and pray, play it. Good recall here, by the way. Look at this. Look at this. You you can't run away from him from the middle. You can't run at him from the middle. You know, and you can't throw at him from the middle. And he's still effective as a pass rusher as well. From the middle. From the middle. Boom. You can't do shit with him. Just find 11, folks. 11's right there in the middle of the field. You know, you don't, got, you don't really have to look real far for him. 
He right there every time. So I didn't really put a call out there for you to see it, but you know where he is. Pass rushing, boom. Forced the fumble here immediately. Like he changes the game from the middle of the field, even for us. He's been doing this. If you go to the Rams footage, he was doing it there. Here he is to the right, if you guys are looking for him. He's on the line of scrimmage this time, playing some DN. And this is how we should be doing it. DN and third down situations are occasionally. The way we're using him at linebacker, and this is why I put this in there. Go back to that play. I put this in here because even in college they knew if he's on the line of scrimmage, this is how we could take him out of the game, out of the play. This is what they did. They just chip him here, and he's actually out of the game after this. He he bruised his ribs on this play and gets back in the game maybe four plays later. But he got they took him out of the game on this play. He it was, was a hurt sack on the play yeah. because you dedicated extra attention to Micah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a sack on the play though. But yeah, but they took him out of that out of that play because he was on the edge. You know what I'm saying? When he gets back in the game, here we go. Go. Right back in the middle. Micah in the middle. Micah in the middle. Pursuit. He, he had to think. He, he doesn't pursuit, make though. this play, but he would have. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> His pursuit, crazy. <laughs> crazy. I'm, like you, you don't yeah. take that and say set an edge. You don't do that. Here he is in, in coverage. Boom. Comes out, rips that ball out. And you can see he's still hurt and his ribs still hurt. He doesn't even get up and celebrate because his ribs are still hurt from that chip. But he forces a fumble on that play if you go back to it. Right at the end, he rips the ball out and he forces a, pump, a fumble on that play. So even in coverage, like a lot of people say, oh, he can't. He can cover. I don't I don't know why we think he can't cover. He he's can cover. athletic enough to do The dude could play safety if he wants. He's to. not. Yeah, he, 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 he could do anything you ask him to do. He can cover. You don't, you don't ask him to do it all game. This is like that play right. He forced the fumble right there. Again, that ball just goes out of bounds. But that's that play sort of like what I was just saying where Clark has to go. Go. Micah goes. He's not waiting in there for you to bring action to him. He's bringing the action to you. you know. And when you see that in college, it's not like you have to ask for a game plan as to how do we use this guy. You can see how to use him. Penn State knew how to use him. This is how you use him because he's making plays everywhere. Everywhere. So I just showed you him forcing fumbles on on the backside. This is him again in coverage. Watch this. That would have been a pick six if he'd have caught it. He wanted that one. I remember that. He wanted that one. Come on, man. Like, this is him on the right side again. This is him on the right side. He's not going to make this play. He's just going to set the edge. Boom. Oh, no, this is actually a a, a rush. You know, he just got got a pressure on that Pressure, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But, but, I mean, that's that's, that's fine because you got him to scramble. Instead of a big play, it's a – But you do that situationally. You don't line him up there every play. This He's just going to force a false start just from standing in the A-gap. They so scared of him. Look, just boom. Foster, they like, oh, no. they like, oh, no. And this one, he just sets the edge. But he blitzes from the outside, sets the edge, turns the ball inside to his guys inside. They can make the play. I, I don't mind it with a blitz there, but not every play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is him back in the middle of the field. Don't really know what this play is. I'll see, you know, once he snaps the ball, I'll know what it is. I don't remember this one. It's going to be a big play probably because it's Mike. Obviously. It's a sack. <laughs> Mac. From the middle of the field. So those Pick, and it's a six, touchdown, touchdown, actually. Yeah, he, he was so yeah. for those who think he can't affect the pass rush from the middle, that's where he's best at it because you can't account for him. You don't know. You want to not know where Micah is, what he's doing. Look, look, look. Like Mike over here. Look, everybody told you where he at, right? Look at him. Still get the sack. Like, <laughs> they like, yo, everybody pointed at him, like, yo, you right here. Still get the sack. Right here at the bottom of the screen. I think this is the last one. Bottom of the screen, he's out here in coverage, right at the bottom of the screen. He's just gonna cut the, this is like that Dallas got play. He's gonna cut this off. Mike Another pick, catch for shit. opportunity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All you gotta do is catch it, and it's a touchdown. Yeah. So 
to watch this, watch him do this in college and then watch the way we use him only on the line of scrimmage. You can't tell me that don't frustrate you because it's not like it's, a, it's in my imagination where like, I wish we would like a Wanye. Like, I wish we would do these kinds of things, but I don't really know what you do with Wanye. I haven't studied him, you know, but he making plays. I know that you don't have to ask what to do with Micah Parsons. It's been there. It's there. Even his first year was one of his best seasons. In my opinion, you got 13 sacks and about 89 tackles. Why? Because you're funneling all the traffic to this guy. Right now, when he's on the outside, you can take him out of the game if you're a smart offense. Just run away from him and when he's on the edge. He can't do much but trail it on the backside. And he, he can't even over-pursue because we've gotten in so much trouble against guys like Dobbs when he's over-pursuing and, you know, he gets beat because he's playing what we call hero ball. But it's not hero ball when he's in the middle of the field. It's him reacting and doing what he's supposed to do. You know, when you watch uh, – I'm taking this somewhere, but Caesar Milan, like the dog whisperer, right? People will buy dogs that are like uh, like a Belgian Malinois, like active dogs, but then they want them to they want them to be house dogs that sit down and chill and calm. Micah is a active, he's a dog or a lion, whatever you want to call him, but he's active as hell. You don't ask that guy to chill. He's you got the wrong personnel for a chill guy. He's not that. Now, if you want somebody to do that, bump Osa out, take uh Chauncey, let him do it, or let Sam Williams do it. And in situations, let Dorrance do it. We already got D-Law doing it, which is fine. And D-Law is playing great in my book because they're best at that. I would, I would look. It would look crazy if you ask D-Law to do anything other than what he's doing. It would be crazy if you ask Chauncey to do anything other than what we have Micah doing, setting the edge. But to have Micah doing the things that those guys not only can only they can only do that, but they actually do that better than him. They'll set the edge and still make plays from the edge when they're setting the edge. Micah, when he gets a body on him and just standing there with a 350-pound guy, they can hold him. You're, you're taking him to the holds. Whereas when he's in space, they can't get a hand on him because he's beating them to the spot, and then he has better leverage than them when they actually do get a hand on him. He gets rid of them so because he's used to dealing with pass rush uh, responsibility anyway, so he has great hands, you know, plus the boxing in the offseason, wink, wink, you know, has made him even better at that. But uh, you can see why I'm frustrated at that, man. And mm -hmm. like, Watch the film. Watch his film from his rookie year, and you'll be like, "Well, what what possesses you to say that this guy is just a defensive end? I, he's not. He's not you even. He's not right a there. defensive end at all. You he's a linebacker it. that can play defensive end very well at an A level. But as a linebacker, this defense becomes better when he has Mozzie and Hankins doing what they're already doing for Bell and Clark in the middle of the field." You can't fuck with him, and it doesn't matter who you put next to him. You can rotate Bell, Clark, or Evans in there with Mike in the middle of the field, and you can't do jack shit against this team, man. And, and, and I would argue, in my opinion, you start the guys with the most seniority and the most sense. You will start, in my opinion, you rotate Bell and Clark in, and you start Evans and Micah Parsons in the middle of the field. And this defense goes from good defense – to an elite defense because now you're giving an offense a problem that they can't solve. They can't solve that problem because you don't know where he is and what he's doing. And you, Appreciate you, it. you showed some high school or some college footage. We got proof, like you said, the rookie year that he can do this in the middle of the field and be an absolute problem. And I know people are – some people are going to say there's no higher value at the middle linebacker position. I give you Fred Warner, Luke Keekley. And we use recent guys. I don't go way back to like Ray Lewis. 
recent right. guys who are having this type of impact in the middle of the field. Maybe not as much as Micah could because Micah can rush the passer, but look at look what Fred Warner does in the middle of the field. Look what Luke Keekley was doing in the middle of the field. So we we I joke about it and call it Micah in the middle, you know, but but it's real. <laughs> it's real, man, be, be, because you right. see the you see it. I seen it. He you can be it wrong in, in on the a National play. Football League. He can be wrong on a play and has so much recovery, just like Fred. Fred will guess. Fred will cover two guys. He'll he'll press the scene, see that the ball's not going his way. By he's pressing the scene, reading the quarterback's eyes, and then he'll dart all the way across the field and get under another route. He did that to us a couple times. You know what I mean? Where he just he just going sideline to sideline in the middle of the field, covering two guys that are on two different sides of the field, two different seams. He's covering both seams. You know what I'm saying? So yep. he'll get he'll get over that out route. Force that out to his help, and then know, all right, I did my job here. And instead of doing what our other linebackers do, like Bell or LVE, they'll stand there because my there's nobody in my zone. He just he'll just dart across the field because he knows that obviously we got three seconds to throw the ball. There's obviously nothing coming right here because I just passed this off to my help. I'm gonna dart and follow this quarterback's eyes and dart underneath this route, like Fred Warner did on that sack where they tried to rub. Uh, they tried to rub. Um, um, I think Lenore, one of those guys. And he just jumps in front of it and then watches Dak's eyes, cuts in front of another one, and then comes down and gets a sack. These are the types of things that Micah can do. Micah is arguably, I would argue he's better than Fred Warner in the middle of the field, although Fred Warner is a great player. And I know right now he's number one at middle linebacker. But Micah has the has the athletic ability of a Fred. But the ability that Fred does not have is getting rid of guys versus run and pass rushing. You know, he's a good blitzer, but he's not a pass rusher. Micah is a bona fide pass rusher from the middle of the field as well. So that makes him that gives him a tick that that I think Fred does not have. And I, I think and like, why would you not take advantage of that if you're Dan Quinn? The flames it, in the chat. Go ahead. Flames in the chat for Koye. Fantastic. Take take a sip of water, Koye. Take a breather, brother. Take a breather. You've been going for about 20 minutes, man. I, I, I need take a quick breather for Koye Media, man. Absolute fire. I mean, I don't know what else, what else more we we can say here about Micah in the middle here. But can we get flames in the chat for Okoye, please, please? I mean, just fantastic breakdown. He back, he back, yeah, he back. He back. <laughs> you watch uh, Jesse Lee Peterson, he like he black, he black, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he black. <laughs> my Unbelievable. God. Unbelievable conversation right there, Okoye. Uh, necessary conversation, and that's why uh, we talked about this in the backstage, and we kind of was joking about it, but. We, we were talking about Dan Quinn and, and how, you know, he, he's the reason why he's on this thumbnail here is because we're calling him into question. I mean, yeah. look, we all have the saying of, you know, in Dan Quinn we trust, but when it's time to call out a coordinator or a player or whomever, it's time. And if you yeah. go look at these statistics and the performances yeah. in these losses, this isn't one, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me three times, can't get fooled again, is what, what, what uh, what's his <laughs> well, name, George, George Bush said, <laughs> Can't it's, get fooled again. Three times it's turned into a trend. Yeah, fact. And, and now it's time to start calling out, you know, the leader of that said group. And he'll he'll call himself out, right? He'll get in there and say, I got to be better or whatever. But now we, we have to make those necessary adjustments. And as we talked about, Okoye, we, we think the adjustments are there. Would I have loved to add? And there was two different positions I, I, I was, or players specifically, I was looking to, I've been happy to get, get at the uh, deadline. And one was a corner to get back to the normal you know, hierarchy of the cornerbacks, right? Yeah, yeah Corey, they thought we hated each other. Bro. But the other one was also when I brought up the Neil Hunter, I'm like, yeah, because guess what? Now we can do more things with Micah in the middle because I yeah. thought, right? Once again, I think we've been um, 
You've been had. Good week. You've been hoodwinked. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what we've been hoodwinked about. You you brought it up a little bit. But I don't know if you recall this in the offseason when Micah said, and Dan got, got pissed. Micah said, oh, yeah, I'm a defensive end, and that's why I'm balking up. Mm-hmm. Dan said, oh, stop the break. Put the brakes on real quick. Right. You are a pass-rushing linebacker, right? And then Micah right. was like, yeah, I'm going to play eight different positions. Micah ain't really been a pass-rushing linebacker. He, he's been a defensive end that goes and plays some linebacker, linebacker snaps maybe eight to ten times a game. Where I, I don't care, man. There's gonna be people that disagree with us about you know Micah being full time DE. I watched the best with, version but. of Micah at linebacker rushing the passer. Mm-hmm. That's the best version of Micah I've seen, whether it be in in college or whether it be in the pros. And I'm not saying Micah ain't an all pro pass rusher. He is, but he also to me could be an all pro linebacker. <laughs> He's a game changer at yeah. the middle. And I know it's about a paycheck with him, but they have to pay Micah as a playmaker. Yeah, he's not D. getting paid as a linebacker anyway. Well, you pay yeah. him as a playmaker. And, and then if they want to set the market for if they saying he's breaking the market, show me another linebacker that can do what he do and they can get his check, but they can't do what he's doing. So it doesn't matter if he's resetting the market for the other teams out of pay linebackers as well. It's not going to be a sliding scale like it is with running backs and so on because he is that level and he's going to be consistently there at that level. When you when, you, when we talked about um, uh, Rob Moore, Raheem Morris uh, the week before, we were talking about him saying uh, it's Aaron Donald, then a bunch of guys, right? When Micah's on the offense, on the defensive line, he's uh, you know all these guys are kind of all equally playmakers. They're all pretty good. We got a better team than the Rams, right? But Micah is, you know, uh, just a good mixture in there. Like, he's A1 at the edge, right? But when Micah's in the middle of the field, he makes these players around him, who we argue are good. We know they're good. Bland is doing good. Wilson, our, our safety group, we have a great we have great depth at safety. You can argue that their safeties better than any safety on this team, but there isn't a group better than this group sure. holistically. You know what I'm saying? So we argue that. But when Micah's in the middle of the field, it becomes Micah and a bunch of guys. That's how crazy he is in the middle of the field. It becomes Micah and a bunch of guys. And all those guys, have they all will get better because now you've taken the focal point where on that play uh, where Gainwell scores that touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. The focal point is let's get a body on Bell. If the focal point is Micah Parsons on that let's play. Get a body on Micah? Okay. Get a body on Micah. <laughs> everybody else eats. Yeah. Everybody else eats because of the attention he causes. When you take him and put him over there, He's not a focal point because they're like we running away from him anyway. Let's run some. Let's run a jet sweep his way, some some jet motion his way, just to freeze him up. And Mike is done. We can't. He ain't doing shit on this play because we going the opposite side. And that's what they do. So we saw San Fran do that to him. We saw the Eagles do it to him. If it keeps happening, I don't got nobody else to blame. I'm not coming at J. Lou. I'm not coming at any of these other players. I'm coming at Dan Quinn. For not putting Micah where he needs to be to be effective, man. And I and I'm not arguing that uh, arguing fire Dan Quinn or Dan Quinn's no, incompetent. Just be better. I'm just a guy on YouTube. I love Dan Quinn, but but film does not lie, bro. You know that it's right there. We did this last. Well, we we not me and you because we we didn't have the uh, Koye Wednesdays last year. But we called out Dan Quinn last year when we were having issues at cornerback too. If you guys remember, um, after all those injuries. 
we had to figure something out. They was doing everything they possibly could. But one of the things we were saying is, hey, why aren't we giving help over there? Why aren't we game planning to that? Why, why are we continuing to play single high and letting these dudes get cooked over here? Yep. And he finally made a move by putting Deron Bland outside and putting Izzy in the slot against those big slots in the playoffs, and it worked out. So he needs to make make a move, I think, now, or at least against these type of opponents. Because here's the thing. Again, we can go back and look at this. When you're playing the Jets and the Giants and, and the Patriots, you know, Rams is a good defense, though, or offense, so I can't, yeah. can't knock that. But when you're playing, you know, those type of teams, yeah, you go off. But when you go up against – all right, we got good-ass dudes, too. We yeah. got better dudes, too. Yeah. And they just really just doing regular things. It wasn't like the Eagles were doing anything special. The Eagles didn't take this game away they, from they us. They didn't do anything special. They took what we gave them, <laughs> the easy, soft coverages underneath. They mm. they took what the defense gave them, and we gave them first downs all day and wondered why when they got in those fourth and short situations or goal line situations, we couldn't stop them. You know, we so, gave those those opportunities. Yeah. We gave them so, those opportunities. So I'm getting that is, you know, we talked about a bunch of the matchup players we t- we got. I, I think that right now is the in-house solution, Okoye. And, and Micah is the best matchup player. And when I say matchup, I don't necessarily mean, you know, game to game, you move him on this person, that person. But if you put him in that middle, he's the, what do you call it, the queen on the chessboard? He can go anywhere. He can go anywhere when he's in the middle of that defense. And, and then... From there, you can build outwards. Okay, one game, it's Izzy in the slot. Another game is J. Lou. One game, it might be Juan Ye instead of a bunch of J-Ron. One game, it, you know what I mean? You got the pieces. I, go ahead. You, no, no, you, you got, I mean, this is your team. So you got the pieces that you can work with. You could have did something different coming into after week eight, you know, the whole trade deadline. But this is what you got to work with. So so let's let's play around with it. Like you said, the Eagles no, were throwing you, mad dudes in there. It didn't work, but they right. were trying. They, they were trying. trying. <laughs> But what yeah. you, what do you think of this though, Scott? Even the, we we understand why we play double or three safeties because we want to load the box, you know, because of run. We want to stop the run. You don't need. We can play a totally different style of defense when you have Mike in the middle because he doesn't need a loaded box to stop shit. You can mm-hmm. stop it with front six or seven with Mike out there because of the amount of attention that he's gonna he's gonna warrant. You know, so that allows you to move Wilson back and help guys and put him back in away from the line of scrimmage some and help guys on plays and, and kind of disguise what he's doing. It even allows you to take curse off the field if you want to uh, in certain situations. The reason we keep those guys out there is because we need loaded boxes to stop the run when Mike is on the line of scrimmage. When Mike is off the ball, you don't need it. Just him with another linebacker is usually enough. And then let everybody else, you know, come down and fill after the fact. But that's enough. So it allows you the freedom to help guys in coverage when you're doing that. But when you have to keep all your forces forward to stop the run uh, and in the box, you got eight men in the box every time to stop the run. It's because you don't trust your linebackers uh, to do those types of things. And that's why I said Micah and Evans next to each other in the middle of the field. You don't need a loaded box every play. Now, you don't do it at times, but you don't need to. Now you can help guys out or even – you know what the game plan is from an offense. They say, okay, Wilson is generally generally near the line of scrimmage. So it's curse. Generally near the line of scrimmage. But now you can do what we just liked in that um in that um cover two shell that we saw, where you see Wilson actually bailing from the box and you know getting deep. We could do more of that type of stuff because we don't need him in the box as much. You know, we can start allowing him to free up and move around more and allowing Wanye to get on the field and do the same type of stuff, man. I you know. I, I think I there's something to hours. that, Koya. I think there's, there, there's. You asked me what do I think about what that. I, I, think, I think there's something to that. Ha- having Micah there, you don't, you can kind of give a little bit more help. 
We've seen teams do that against the Cowboys in years past where they're like, okay, look, you can't really block up our backers. You can't even really deal with our front so we can play more coverage on the back end. Now, mm-hmm. if you got a good secondary or just a decent secondary, you can make some things happen. If you got a creative coach like um, uh, Spags over there in Kansas City, I mean, he dials up some great pressure looks. We, For whatever reason, I, you know, I don't understand why we didn't dial up any pressure looks in this game, and maybe it's because coach was playing scared. But look, it happened with, with, with Coach Mike McCarthy where he got popped upside his head. Not saying you gave up 500 yards in this game, but you gave up four touchdowns in this game. You know? And then you look at all the games that you've lost, you've given up four-plus touchdowns defensively. So maybe it takes Dan Quinn get popped upside his head three different times to figure out, okay, we have to make some type of, of, of counter. We have to do something different here. So when we get – because it ain't going to get easier on this back end. You're going to go up against good receiving cores. You're going to go up against good quarterbacks, good offenses, you know, all that stuff. And it's only really been, in my opinion, two in regards to the Niners and the Eagles that are, are very, very similar to each other. And guess what mm-hmm. happened? They, they put up 28-plus points on you, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, you did have a good game at home. We know they play well at home against the, the Rams, so I'll give him that. And that's a good mm-hmm. offense, not going, going, not going to knock it at all. Uh, but I do think those other teams bring something different to the game uh, from a physical standpoint, right, mm-hmm. from the ability to run the ball standpoint. And then they just got dudes, as much as I like Puka Nakua, he's still a rookie. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, Ayuk, and Debo, and, and, and Devontae Smith, and these guys, these are dude dudes. And – they can match your dudeness on the other side. So mm. you've got to be able to sometimes draw something up. And Q was over what over two? Over over two. I mean, you I look, I'll give him a pass. I don't pass, but mm. Arizona Cardinals, shit happens. Mm. But what is the explanation for the for the for these past two contests? You know what I'm saying? So losses, yeah. I And say. your adjustment, your adjustment is the soft adjustment. Like we 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 didn't uh we did shut those receivers down to a degree, right? Uh, to a degree where they weren't blowing the lid off of us, but they were they were effective where they needed to be they needed in to those be. possession situations. Mm-hmm. We didn't smother them in those situations. We were we were soft early, but you know, but we shouldn't have been soft late. You know what I mean? And on those third and long situations, we shouldn't have been soft in those plays. And I and, don't know why we did that without help. And it was that stubborn football. And we've always and I wish I would have got I would have dove in a little bit deeper if you go look at the losses. That's kind of how we've been pr- pretty soft early. And we, that's why we've given up six straight opening drive scores. Six. I mean, this is coming from a defense that, you know, even without Diggs, we figure still good defense, right? And it is. But you can't give up six opening drive scores. And look scores, at many things bro. happen in the opening drive, too. You're right. It's we had touch. several third and long situations, like three of them in the same drive, and we didn't get them off the field. Like, can't that cannot happen. Yeah. All right. We we into the Ask Okoye part of the show where we mm-hmm. hit up some uh questions in the chat uh, i got one from my guy mel where to go i'll get to it here in a second and then we'll also sometimes the super chats will also be a question mm-hmm. um so i'll get to that let me go ahead and knock those out right now i think it might have been like all right we got one here from all is well drop two appreciate you gotta press the button super chat he said micah has to think at linebacker de he runs free uh, i mean i don't know if you just watched what we were talking about mm-hmm uh, but that was like the opposite of what you're saying. <laughs> like at linebacker, he can use his instincts to go yeah, with yeah. defensive end. When you run up against teams, he has to think because he's playing contained. But you can he has contained that responsibility. Yeah. And when he breaks, when 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 we were playing more hero ball, when he was still thinking like a linebacker, we were giving up plays on the outside due to the fact that he's crashing inside when he feels like it, leaving one of his guys out to drive. He misses that play. 
uh, now that he's playing smarter, he's starting to like chill out more uh, and, and break down on those plays. You know, that's the right thing for the position, the yeah. wrong thing for the guy. And and to to the thinking point, look, every linebacker has to has to think when you when you're dealing with some of that RPO stuff or that right. you know motion stuff, post snap, pre snap. The difference with Mike and I think the guys that we have is he is just more athletically gifted than anybody on this team. So yeah. if he missteps, which again as a rookie he did a few times, but guess mm -hmm. what? You probably wouldn't even notice because nope. he's so quick on his recovery he, yeah, and his instincts kick in. And when his instincts kick in, it's like. It's like an adrenaline just rushes through Michael Parsons and he's just barreling down on a defender, whether it be a quarterback, tight end, receiver, or uh, running back, whatever. So, you know, and, and the, he'll think less the more reps he gets there. Yeah. So, you know, every backer has to think. And, and I, I think people got Michael messed up when it comes to his, his IQ of the game. Yeah, this no, no, it's not. not when I say thinking. No, not you. I, the, the oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm are, saying like even when they think it. <laughs> thinking has nothing to do with his ability or his IQ. When I'm saying thinking, I mean hesitating and assessing what's going on rather than just reacting or forcing the action. And he Micah has to do that at end. Player. When you when you make him a uh, you know, what is it to to to, to contain the edges, he has to. Yeah, he I has I to sit do here that. and he make sure. Say, okay, is that quarterback keeping it? Is he going to bootleg? Is it, is it a naked boot? Do I need to? I need to keep my hips open. And I need to come down the line vertically. I mean horizontally rather than turning my hips because I, I don't want to give this cut back. Those are things that he has to do and he's supposed to be doing. And he's doing that well, but he's not the guy that you need to do. That's something that that any of our defensive ends can do. And I would say minus Dorrance because Dorrance gives it up. But Dorrance did a good job this game. On that yeah. play where, where Gainwell scores, Dorrance did exactly that. He set the edge, kept his outside shoulder free. Great play by Dorrance. Turned it inside to Hankins. Great play by Hankins. He got there as well. Got but Bell got sealed off touchdown. So I promise you, Micah does not get sealed off right there. He does also, not get sealed off right there. Who he would you want thumping in the middle? Bell, Clark, or Micah? You said you said to me. Who would me? Yeah, I'm just kind of a rhetorical question, but who would you want thumping in the middle? <laughs> Bell, Clark, or Micah as uh, your thumper? Yeah, Micah and Evan. That's <laughs> well, it. Well, I'm just saying between the three, because Micah would be your well, best line. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Micah. Micah is the best linebacker, best player on the team, but best linebacker by far. Then I would say Evans, then Bell, then Clark. That's what we have right now. And we're just rolling out Clark. We rolled out two backups, for real. Well, and we're rolling, As we said last, we're rolling out Will linebackers to, yes. to do those type of things. And this is we talked about the linebacker coming in that you needed to add more, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah. All right, let's give it to Ask Courier. Uh, shouts out to Mel. Mel says, from your film study, what value is J-Ron bringing on the field this season? Thank you, sir. Keep cooking. I mean, we – I think the the argument against um, Curse right now is Wanye. That's what everyone sees. They know what's behind him, so it makes it makes everything he does or doesn't, doesn't do amplify. But I think we're getting the same thing from Curse we've always gotten. He's never been a, you know, a deep safety He's been a guy that you ask to come in and man up on tight ends. He does that. And when he's disappearing in games, because that's what he's doing. And that's what he's supposed to do. Um, when it comes to plays that are going away from him or when he's in zone, he does look like a guy that's just in there in space. But I'd argue so does Michael Parsons when he's on the edge. So it's it's less about what value he brings and more about like what situations you use him in and what you ask him to do. And the other rub to that is we both talked about this in, uh, in the group chat. You – 
you won't get an argument from me of whether or not Wanye should play over Curse. I think Wanye's better than Curse, and I think he'll be Curse's replacement next year. However, Curse is a locker room um, oh, yeah, we leader. About this part, yeah. So how do you bench Curse for Wanye at this point? That's the argument that they're having uh, and that they have to deal with. Uh, you got this value. The guy knows knows everything. He gets everybody lined up. He's a smart guy. He's an emotional leader on the field. You know, how do you bench him for that? That would be like arguing, you know, emotionally anyway, arguing to bench D-Law because Sam Williams just goes off at some point, you know, and we got Micah. We want, we want Micah and Sam Williams starting at the edge or something. Like, how do you bench that type of uh, leader in the locker room? And I think that's more so what the problem is uh, rather than, they can't recognize the ability there. They just don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to do it. So, barring injury or just him just screwing and screwing the pooch or shit in the bed, like majorly for two or three games in a row where they it just has to be done, they're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You know. I but I, I, I would argue that they should. I think his best value is against the run right now. Yeah. Um, when he plays in a box, like I, I keep it being, he he probably should be playing the bell role and maybe you move bell to 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 uh uh over to the side where clark or whatever but but yeah. he's he's uh, yeah, better yeah. i think setting the edge and being kind of that force force multiplier yeah, he plays a, like a will yeah again right. yeah he, he's a, he's a, more of a linebacker I, I don't think there's a ton of value outside of that this year i think his his injuries have caught up to him um the value on the field i guess is knowing where to put people and being the yeah. green dot guy and things like that as well yeah. but uh, he's not the same player he was in 2021 his first year because the difference then and now is he was making plays yeah. uh he's not making he's not a playmaker this but that's year. what i said he, he's made some like that 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 play that that cut back well, that was a crucial tackle oh no no i ain't like, talking about got him routine an interception in the tackles. Jets. yeah yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, that's what i'm, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about getting his hands on the ball pass yeah. breakups yeah. shutting down oh yeah uh, he's not he, doing that right yeah, now yeah he, that's, you that's, know but I, I would argue his first year they were trying him more now they kind of know when he's in man versus tight end, they don't really go after him as much. Shit, but they were I trying him like I crazy. I got a reel of him getting getting worked, but I ain't going to throw it up because I'm he, <laughs> he is, it'll be a hit piece. You know, I do that get, sometimes. I'm like, I'm not going to put this out because it look like I'm picking on him. Now he go right on Twitter and try to hit you with the Twitter fingers. But I, I, I just will say this. I, I think the value of him on the field is not what it once was. So that's yeah. fair to, to question. That's fair. Um, and I just think. You know, Wanye just has a, some explosiveness to his game. He can cover in man zone. He, he can come down the box. He, he flat I, out I'm, I just He's more, better. yeah, I'd just be ready to see him. Wanye is our best. It's one thing to argue curse, you know, being on the field at all, right? It's another thing to uh, to look at Wanye and say, there's nowhere you rotate this guy in because he is, nah, he's our rotate. best. He might not be the best at any one job. All Hooker might now. be better over the top. Uh, Wilson may be better coming forward behind a line of scrimmage. Curse is not better at covering line, covering tight ends, but Wanye can do everyone's job. That's why he's better. He can do a he's a B at everything. You know, he may be an A at nothing, but he's a B at everything. We don't even know if he's an A at, at something yet because we he don't know. played yeah. enough. But you know, I know he's a B at everything. I know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and, and, and just for clarity, I, I was hoodwinked. You've been had. You've been took. I was took. This is what he does. I I I I was I was under the impression that Wanye was gonna be playing and not just playing but have a role against the Eagles. I was my man didn't see a single snap in that game. So, you know, I've been had y'all. 
I, yep. I, I'll have to reevaluate that situation and uh, before I before I speak on it again, I have to make sure things are good. So my bad, y'all. That's on mm-hmm. that's on me, baby. Uh, we got a couple supers. Mm-hmm. Super chat. Chris said, "What would you do to get cooks more involved?" <laughs> oh, throw him a damn ball. That's what I say. You just gotta throw a ball. <laughs> <laughs> You look at him, and then you throw the ball in his direction. Um, no, seriously, um, I will say it's it's a little bit of trust on Dak's side. Um, Dak has overthrown him a few times, but it's a little trust on his side as well. Like when you're using a guy as a decoy most of the game, that's what they do with him right now. Uh, when it's time to go at him, um, one, Dak hasn't had time in situations where they wanted to go at him. So you got to look at those pressures where – there's certain situations where Dak, they, you don't know what's called. So Dak may be targeting Cooks on some of these plays and either gets pressured, sacked, whatever, you know. So you got to take that into account as well. When you get pressured 12 times, sacked five times in one game, that's 17 times that you could have been looking at Cooks, you know, five or six of those, but can't get to that progression due to what's going on, right? So take that into account. And then you also have – the offensive coordinator, Mike, Mike McCarthy and, and Schottenheimer, Sorry. are doing a good job on these uh, double-sided. Uh, he has, he'll have two sides, or two rubs on each side. So he has two mm-hmm. options on a play, you know, where they're running a rub on the left, rub on the right. Just because Cooks is wide open doesn't mean Ferguson isn't either, right? So, and, and then wherever Dak initially looks, he doesn't have time to get off that and look anywhere else. Because he usually has pressure in his face after that. Morrow was barreling down on him on the shoemaker play, but everybody was saying, Hey, Cooks is wide open in the middle of the field. I'm with you there. But if Dak feeling that pressure comes off of Shoemaker and tries to hit Cooks, he gets blown up. It's over. Well, you can't come off. I mean, that specific play is can't a bit over. But even if he initially tries to throw it there, whoever 41 is, unless he's incompetent, he's, he's gonna knocking blow the ball it down. <laughs> he's yeah. knocking the ball down. So. Yeah, yeah. He's in the gap. It's like yeah. you gotta, you would have to throw that ball. Lane. You have to float it over him to even make that play. And that's – you're asking a lot. So there's a couple of things. You got to first protect that before you ask that. And then two, you know, you got to realize that, you know, Cooks is a guy that is being used to get other guys open in most occasions. And when you see CD actually – rub now he's he's he, like he killed that rub route for cooks on that play he really did see he did a great job right but Dak doesn't know that's going to happen <laughs> before the play starts you know he doesn't know if it's going to work or not but he sees that it worked front side so he has to go with that you know that's a good read and i'm never going to argue with a good read no different than i would but when, how do you get the question is how do you get him involved you gotta you just gotta make base an emphasis on it and just start targeting them. You have you to go. do that. But when you we also were arguing two weeks ago, and I, I argue you have to be patient. This is still, you know, since the 49, I counted our offense from the 49ers game because the games before that we weren't playing in the fourth quarter, nor was the offense having to really open up the offense. So we started trying to open up post-49ers game. So we're still getting the offense established. Just like I said, you establish a jab as a boxer, not because the jab is the greatest punch, but because now I know he has something he has to deal with and has to counter. Now the rest of my offense can open up. We've established our jab now with CeeDee Lamb. Now you're going to see Cooks and other guys get involved because now CeeDee's going to get the things that I was arguing he wasn't getting, like number one receiver type coverages, double teams, brackets. They have to do it because we put it on film 
that we will target him and destroy you for 200 yards a game. Now, when you're a defensive coordinator watching that and you say, we won't let him beat us, you're going to see Cooks and these other guys get open now because they're going to have to allocate resources to top, stop CD. So this is just them setting that up. So I'd argue that the, the second, the rest of the season, he should look better. And if he doesn't by season's end, I'll have this argument. It, it ain't about, to me personally, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think Cook, it's not about Cooks not being better or, or not being open. I think no, no, Cooks that's not is it. open. Yeah. Um, I, I think, but, but Cooks is open in the in a progress, progression offense or a, hey, spam lamb, right? We want to spam lamb. Yeah. This is what's yeah. going to happen when you spam lamb. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to be asking lamb, like, well, nobody else He's going to get 16 targets in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what needs to happen, if, if, if how to get him involved, right. is to deliberately get him involved. Yeah, it's it's, it. it's to the point where you, you the game plan. And this is what we said last week. The game plan to me every week, your three mm-hmm. receiving guys should be Lamb, Cooks, and Fur. Yeah, that that every week, and there yeah. should maybe even be situations where there's matchups. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, just the top three. Everybody else yeah. eats yeah. off of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So if there's attention to Cooks, attention Lamb, attention to Fur. Hey, we got one on one with uh, Tober, Slant, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But the way to do it is in a very similar way, maybe not maybe not to the same extent as you're doing it with C.D. Lamb. Just be deliberate with it. I don't think we're deliberate with Cooks uh, as we are with Lamb uh, for for obvious reasons. Lamb's a better receiver, and I get it. But I do think there is a value to him if you do because I've watched him in our film study before we got him take a whole bunch of tunnel screens, take Mm -hmm. some of those end of rounds, just Mm -hmm. get the ball to him quick. Right now, let him go. Bing, bing, yeah. bing, and let's let him get upfield. Get into the game, man. Because yeah. when Cooks makes a nice catch, if you see him do this, oh, mm-hmm. he's feeling himself. Mm-hmm. When he when he adjusts them shoulders, mm-hmm. and then you you just feed him a little bit more, you know. So I think they just got to be deliberate with it. Because uh, like you said, yeah, we putting whatever whatever on film with Lamb, but we got to put that on film with Cooks too. Because then then guys will back up. Another right. way, and this may be more more X's and O's, is mm-hmm. to do what I've been asking to do for a long time here is. I'd put C.D. Lamb at X. I, mm. I would put C.D. Lamb at X. Maybe let not Cooks eat from the slot more. Maybe, yeah, maybe not seventy five percent of the time or whatever. And I mean, Cooks can still stay, you know, at Z or slot, whatever. But what I'm getting at is, if you put him out there, and we've been talking about this for weeks, Akoya, we talked about on roundtable. Mm-hmm. You have to declare what the hell you're going to do either right now mm-hmm. or right away after the snap. You really can't play around with Lamb one on one on the boundary with the scrub cornerback, right? Right. So if you are paying attention to C.D. Lamb with that safety, that linebacker, that whatever, whoever's on the other side, whether it be Ferg or Ferg is on the same side, Cooks, whomever, they're going to get favorable coverage mm-hmm. because you got to dedicate so much to C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's deliberately get him going with maybe quick short stuff yeah. and then a little bit more X and O thing here, get Lamb on the outside, which they have. You know, Lamb right. played season high snaps on uh, X uh, or on the outside at least. The other day and, and continue to do that and i think you'll get some favorable looks but you just 100%. gotta be deliberate with it bro yeah 100%. you know what i mean gotta yep. be deliberate with it. we had another super i don't know if it was a question or not so let me let me re uh actually two of them no one uh john phelps doesn't look like a question super looks more chat. like a just What's a statement up? here shouts out to you john appreciate your job 10 said dan quinn has to incorporate a little more blitzing instead of relying on four-man rush all the time let me say this. Coming into that game, Dan Quinn's defense blitzed at the sixth highest rate in the league. So yeah. it just, for whatever reason, didn't do it in that He one. just didn't do it this game. Yeah. Speaking and he doesn't up, blitz. He doesn't do all-out blitz. So people think that if you're not doing a zero blitz. Yeah, like six, seven coverage, guys coming. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't do that. He brings one extra guy, and that counts as a blitz. Speeding up the clock on critical downs is a must for the defense. 
Well, also, maybe if you play a little bit more press, the clock can get sped up because you got an animal in a freak of nature like Micah Parsons. We showed the play third and 15. Third and 15. He beat him in one second. And he got there like that. One but because second. you played so far, you didn't even need to send a blitz. You played so far off. Yeah. It was just, all right, Micah's beat. And if you're playing, if you're not blitzing and Micah's beating a guy that fast, I'd argue you got seven guys back. It should be a lot more difficult to deliver that ball that fast when you got all those people dropping in coverage. I know it is for us. You know what I mean? So yeah. they got to do better just matching up and rerouting guys too. Like even if you are trying to play something soft, it can't be soft across the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Force the ball into some of the guys' hands who are not better after the catch, who aren't physical, who aren't named A.J. Brown. I wouldn't mind if they were playing off of Dev- uh, uh, Devontae uh, Smith the entire game and then pressing A.J. and doubling A.J., I would have took whatever come, came with that. And they you know were. I mean? They did this, They did some doubling on them or whatnot. Yeah. And, again, we're, obviously they, this, this passing game didn't go off on you, right? No, but they didn't. 201 yards I can live with. Yeah, untimely. You know, you had a chance to go up the field early. Uh, you were playing too soft early, let's be honest. Right. And then you just uh, – just a big play to, to uh, Smith for a touchdown, right? Mm. Big conversions. They were seven – I think they were seven for eleven on third down prior to that. The last three possessions in the fourth quarter, you could not get off the field, and that's what Dan Quinn was talking about. Yeah. And a lot of that had to do with you playing so damn soft. Yeah, you playing so damn soft, man. Yeah, man. Um, I had, I saw one more hashtag Koye, but it was. I mean, we can't really go back. We don't know this one. Well, he said it. I think it was Big A. He was like, you know, I think something along the lines of how do we get uh, Rashawn Evans on the field? Is how long do you think it's going to take to see Rashawn Evans consistently on the field? I mean, we have no clue. You see a game or two more of Bell getting blocked up like that. Hopefully, Dan Quinn just says, hey, you know, let's do it. Um, someone also said, what 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 do we do when LVE comes back? And I'm like, if LVE comes back and takes over the helm at middle linebacker again, I think I might I might throw something. I'm t- hey, bro, I'm t- we, somebody asked this question on the roundtable, and I was like, look. I just think he's going to be there. Did you hear the, Did you hear Dan Quinn's full presser? Yeah, I heard they, it. They asked him about, you know, filling in the shoes for LVE. He said, those are some big shoes to fill. And he started talking about LVE. And I'm just like, he, I'm telling you, if if he comes back, he's going right back into the middle. And crazy. look, <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave it at that. He, I think he's going to play middle linebacker if he comes back. But Koye, Stephen Jones said he doesn't even know if he's going to come back at all. I don't think he is. I mean, you keep getting the same injury. You got to start thinking about mm-hmm. real life. You know what I mean? Playing, like you said, playing with your grandkids, so to speak. So I don't think he is either. But if he did, that that would be a morale kill, a buzz kill for me. Because I, I think we have guys who situationally are better than him. I don't, I don't think, you know, and I think even when it comes to football knowledge, if you give a guy enough reps, you know, at middle linebacker, eventually he'll know where to line people up to. And if you're giving somebody credit for just knowing where to be because they've been in the position the longest, that to me is not a merit. <laughs> a reason to stay on the field. Yeah, you know, it's like he knows it better than everybody because he's been there longer than everybody. So give somebody else the reps and by midseason, they'll know it just as well. You know what I mean? Sure. And then we won't have, but they'll also play it better. You know, and don't catch yourself. It, it, nine times out of ten, he'd probably get dinged up again. If it ain't going to be this year, it probably happens soon. So if, if for me, I, I would try to get, if you're not going to put Michael Parsons there, let's see if we can get Rashawn Evans 
Ready. you know, going, you know, middle linebacker so he can get back into the swing of things. And, and then, because look, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. If you put him there and get him going, now that strengthens your depth. Now Clark and LV or uh, Bell can get back to doing will things and, yeah. and get going on that side as opposed to dealing with these blockers that we know that's not their job or that's not their thing. Great, man. But yeah, I, I was excited and I still am excited for what Evans can do. Um, but he has to work his way into the mix. And uh, maybe we're a week or two away from it. I don't know. But uh, we need to see a lot more of them, in my opinion, especially when you, you can't just be stubborn and say, I like our guys that level when you got guys getting blocked up like that. I like our guys, including Evans. And Evans needs to be out there. You don't, you don't, and especially if you're just using them like Jeremiah Trotter on early downs, fine, do that. But he needs to be out there, you know. Uh, last one from Lee. Uh, hashtag Koya, do you think J. Lou lost confidence or needs time to bounce back from the injury? I don't think J. Lou lost confidence, nor do I think J. Lou is playing horribly. I, yeah, I think, I th- I, I think who, J. Lou is a scheme, a scheme issue at this point, not a not a player issue. He is scheme with him. Like, because you you argued this, and, and we both noticed when, when you watch the film, we, we say, like, when a guy's quiet, you think he's not doing his job, but he's quiet usually because he's doing it exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Look up what Cooper Cup did in the Rams game and then tell me J. Lou can't play. J. Lou was on Cooper Cup the majority of the game. And Cooper Cup didn't do jack shit, you know. So, And then he also did well when he had to line up against Puka as well. So J. Lou is better against the small, shiftier guy. We argued this backstage, and you were right. Izzy is a guy that you bring in situationally, and so is J. Lou. They're not staples. They're situational guys. So the the argument is not the player is putting him in position to do what he does best or not. And when you're not doing that, that comes down to the coach. It would be like if you asked Allen Iverson to play center and then say, well, he's getting dunked on. So he's not supposed to be doing it. That's the problem. Not, you know, can the guy play? If he's playing in, in roles that he's supposed to be in, of course he can. Yeah, I th- but, think there's a little bit of group think going on um, with him. But when you even in this Eagles game, when he was against those slots and just playing man, not playing a zone like we saw where uh, it was just it playing was. man, it, he was running running with people. I, I get so surprised. Like I saw somebody in the chat say, you know, he looks slow. I'm like, I promise you, if you go watch the film of Jordan Lewis this year and go watch the film of Jordan Lewis last year, he looks way more athletic and healthier than he did then. So yeah. I just, I'm not sure what people are seeing on a dude. That's number yeah. one. Number two, l- l- again, I'm the one that was waving the flag here. It was me and Nikoi going back and forth for trying to get Jalen Johnson in here so that yeah. it, it would bump Deron Bland back into the yeah. slot. So Jay Lou now becomes kind of, again, a matchup guy that you don't have to play every game. What happens yeah. when he has to play every game? Yeah, you'll, you'll get a matchup where he's against like a Crowder or somebody, which he played fantastic in that Jazz game, or against a Puka, Nakua slot, or not slot guy, but a Cooper Cup slot guy, and he plays fantastic. But then you get into a game where he got to go up against these bigger guys like Dallas Goddard and AJ Brown, and things happen. And even then, bro, again, yeah. if I, I think people are upset at the fourth and eight play, but if you go back and watch the film in this Eagles game, the Zacharias or whatever his name catch, Jordan Lewis has responsibility in his zone. Whip route goes outside, great mm-hmm. pass. And what do you want him to do? He gave up a seven yard. <laughs> it's seven yards. It's Jordan, think about this: of our top three cornerbacks in this game. Jordan Lewis is the only one who didn't give up a touchdown. Woo! But somehow Woo! we're coming out of this game, Woo! and it's like, man, J. Lou Blame sucks. Julie. J. Lou. Like, if J. Lou would have got beat by <laughs> Devontae Smith, we would have like, get him oh, out of here. Oh, they would have oh, been man. killing him. Yeah. 
But here, here's the killer. Here's the killer. We're not doing this. Stop doing this with them, Sky. Stop letting I, them I do know. this shit to you, man. Listen. We gave up 201 yards. <laughs> 201. On the opposite side of the ball. I don't hear them trying to bench Sidney Brown. I don't hear them trying to bench Eli Ricks. Because they're young guys, right? But I don't hear them trying to bench them. And they gave up 191 yards. We C.D. Lamb had as much yards as Hurts did by himself. So when you look at that, that is what you would say. There's a problem here. Hey. We need to do something about it. J. Lou, they gave up 50 yards to Devontae. They gave up 66, 66. To, to A.J. They gave up 50 to Goddard. And then they hurt Goddard. You know, so if there's one thing that that uh, Bell did, it was like that karate move. They 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 call it that dirty. I'm like, well, what you want him to do? He got the shit stiff. He got stiff. Hey, I'm like about crazy. to say, if you look at it, he his whole hand was in his face, so he takes. Yeah, he got his... stiff arm. He took the arm out. Yeah. That's what you do. You tackle whatever you can get your hands on. So cool with me. And he can't horse collar, so he can't reach up and grab the collar. He has to grab his arm. He has no choice based on the rules. So good play. But either way, those three accounted for less yards. All three of them together. Accounted for less yards than CD Lamb. Yeah, I, I just think he's an easy target. How can we talk about Lou like he yeah. got killed for 100 yards or something? It's like he didn't. He gave up some soft, soft shells, but so did everybody. Gilly, I, so, I showed everybody doing it. I didn't say just J. Lou. It was but he don't want to give up a touchdown. Right. <laughs> they all gave up the stuff underneath because they were told to. It's different. And look, and look, this ain't about. About like again, I, this is your fourth corner. Remember, coming into this, into this, into this season, it's Deron Bland, Diggs, and it's um, Gilly, right? Yeah. And and Jay Lou is your fourth corner in case that's something a hell happens. Of a fourth corner, in my no, yeah, hell yeah. That's why I want yeah. to keep him around. But it wasn't yeah. to the point where it's like, hey man, if you told me before the season Diggs is going to go down, I'd be like, get a damn corner, right? Get a right. corner. I I didn't know Diggs was going to go down for Nobody for the whole yet. season, but a couple games, sure. Uh, somebody yeah. said didn't, and this is again, man. Just, I just think people watch film. I think they get more understanding of certain things. The touchdown against in the Rams game, right? Up thirty-eight to three. First of all, but up thirty-eight three or whatever it was thirty-eight ten might have been. If you yeah. actually go back and watch that damn play, he's mm-hmm. giving the inside release because he has be safety help right there. Yeah. And if for whatever reason, this is why I don't. I think J, J, J Ron Curse, bro. He's just not the same. If you go yeah. watch the play, they're doubling. Uh, Cooper Cup, right. doubling Cooper Cup across the across the field. J. Rock Curse is dead smack in the middle of the field. Take the middle away. If he just reads and, and reacts, it's maybe a catch and a hit. Instead, J. Ron gives up the total middle. I don't know what he's doing. He no. floats the entire opposite side of the field. And if you watch the catch, he's like, "Oh shit!" And he's trying to make up for it. And J. Lou looks at him like, "All right, I mean, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that." And you look up. Oh, J. Lou gave up a touchdown. Right, I'll give it to you if that's but what you, you want to say. But like I said, field. even in that game, what? How many yards? Again, how? First off, how much did the touchdown hurt us? Not at all. The game's but, over. And <laughs> it, yeah, hurt you at all. that's number one. Yeah. Number two is how many yards did Matt Stafford have? One sixty-two. Right, I, I, he wasn't locked. Didn't finish the game. <laughs> I mean, he gave so, him five yards of Cooper Cup. I can't argue three against targets. Lou. Until, um, unless J. Lou is like the reason we're giving up hundreds of yards. Now? Uh, Poirier, yeah. When he comes but, here on the Chargers game and he's jogging? I we, got on him for that. Him, yeah. <laughs> like, Stop fucking jogging. I just don't like that. But that's not like get him off the field. It's just like, yeah. bro, come on, have some have some urgency about yourself. That's yeah. all. But I know he can make those plays. You know, he's just, he trusts his speed so much. He thinks he can jog and then explode and still get there. 
No, you got to get there before the snap. And that's it. That's my only critique of J. Lou. And then other than that is don't use him in situations where he's automatically at a disadvantage. Don't do that. That's all. That's not hard. But he's not – we don't have a poor defense, so there's no way J. Lou could be playing as bad as people are acting. There's teams that – like the Eagles are 28th versus the pass or some shit like that, or 28th overall, I don't know, 28th versus the pass. Why? Because those guys are getting cooked. Bradbury is supposed to be an all-pro, right? He gets cooked. J. Lou ain't been getting cooked. No. You know, that is crazy. Cooked. We treat bro like he <laughs> Bradbury ain't even getting cooked like that. They love Bradbury. Love Bradbury. They be talk, they bring him up like he's somebody, but he gets cooked. Uh, J. Lou ain't getting cooked. So we gotta stop that. I, I just think we need to we need to do what we just talked about, man. You got matchup guys. Understand that. Understand that and move right. forward like that. Uh, cause you're gonna get into these matchups where all these dudes may be, may be, may be needed. But a reason why I showed this picture is because it's well, yeah, you can't. It's it's Dan Quinn. It's it's the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. It's because you you said it. Like, don't put these dudes in position where it's a disadvantage. I mean, Juan Ye, or not Juan Ye, uh, Dono on AJ, Tyrus Wheat on Keenan Allen, a uh, Jordan Lewis on Dallas Dallas Goddard. That's a Dan Quinn issue. Yeah. That's a Dan Quinn issue, but yeah. if if the if if our biggest gripe about bros giving up a a fourth and eight you know catch mm-hmm. coming out that game, yeah. I mean I think most people with sane mind would take it. Now if he was giving up touchdowns and whatnot, yeah we'd be on here frying him. But right. I think our anger once again is ired at the wrong place. And uh, if you want to put if you want to put Izzy out there against those quicker corners, mm-hmm. be my guest. Let's see if it works. Then if that's what you think the answer is. Oh yeah, I think he can do it, but that's not the question. You know, is the confidence in Izzy? It has nothing to do with the confidence in J. Lou. J. Lou can do the job. You know what I mean? Do I think Izzy can adjust to the role and play it? I really do. Uh, and if you if you really put Izzy out there, if you're forced to do it, do I think Izzy can take Bland's role on the outside and Bland can kick? That's him to the what I would. I think love that can happen to too. See. Yeah, I think that makes us better instantly as well. So, you know, especially if you just put you know Izzy out there with some help. And then you know go from there. But um, to say that J. Lou just ain't it—that's not true. You know, he's not. He hasn't. I mean, he's he hasn't not a get, star. I mean, you know what? No, no, he, no He's no, a he fourth is. corner that is done. He, well, he's solid job like as a fourth he, corner, five foot ten, fourth corner who plays like one, who who can make plays if you play with him. But you know, he's not a shutdown guy by any means, and nor should anybody hold him to that standard. You know, so he's playing better than guys who are supposed to be shut down guys, though. You know, like I said, Brad he's playing better than Bradbury to me. He's playing better than every corner not named Darius Slay on the Eagles. Every last one. He's playing better than all of them. Yeah. Rick Ricks, Sidney Brown, Bradbury, he's playing better than all of them. They would take J. Lou if we cut him today. You know, oh, 100%. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Hey, I'm up against the clock. I didn't even realize it, man. Right. I got a meeting at 11. Oh, um, yeah. Hey, this think? was this was fantastic conversation. We we could talk sure. ball for, for three, four, you five, six hours, bro, about every individual player, every aspect of the yeah. team, man. It's, it's a joy, absolute joy talking to you, brother. Uh, let them know where they can find all your breakdowns, your fantastic breakdowns, and your content. Appreciate uh, that, everywhere. man. Uh, yeah, definitely, you know, right here on YouTube, you know, Okoye Media, A-K-O-Y-E Media on YouTube. Definitely follow there. Follow me on Twitter, IG. You name it, I'm there. For boxing content, for those of you who like boxing, I'm on YSM Sports Media. Just type in YSM Sports Media, Okoye, and all of my videos will pop up uh, on his channel as well. So, um, yeah, you can find me in those places, man, and expect more of it. 
uh here as well man but uh sky as i say before man the chemistry here can't be you know can't be denied i i have more fun doing this show than any other show so i appreciate you know talking the shit with you man because you ain't no yes man at all nah. and uh at the end of the day <laughs> You know, you you'll fight me over the last the last biscuit. Yo, give a fuck. That's how we met, he, he rolled. We we rolled around on the floor, man. I like that. So you know, I appreciate it, and you keep me sharp, man. So let's. let's I was just about going. to say that you keep me yeah. sharp and yeah. sharp, and you make me look yeah. at things differently. I know I can't come in here and play it. If I say something crazy like Scott, I'm like, well, I disagree. I'm like, oh, here it go. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> here it go. We about to go at it. I'm like, you want to do it? You really want to do this right now? Let's go, motherfucker. So, like, we be going at it. so you like our guy? No, nah, I'm just playing. Let me press the button. <laughs> that was a classic one. We ain't yeah, had one in a minute, though. Yeah, that was good, man. It was a minute. It had that was a minute. showdown, man. I was like, damn, like we going at it. But I had fun with it, though. That's what yeah. I said. Like, you make me prepare. I'm like, oh, I got to be prepared. God knows shit. He'll be pulling out shit that I don't even think about. Like, well, statistically, but that was he's the giving cup. up 7.3 yards. But I'm like, damn, I didn't even fucking know that. But okay. You know You're wrong, Nicole. Yeah, he, don't, uh, he only was in 10% of the time. Like, I don't fucking know that. <laughs> we out. You're killing me, man. Please.